Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is uh, technically now April 2nd, 2023. Welcome. Where to you Fightful, are. Where I not, am. Yeah. Not, in, not in Denver, Colorado, or in beautiful no. Los Angeles, where we just where, came from. Where we both were today and are yes. not right now during WrestleMania. Everybody, like, you didn't stay? No, we're more useful here talking to you guys, all you people. I got Will Washington here. He is the host of Grapsity every Saturday. He is the host of Day After Dynamite. Uh, that uh, may come as a shock to you, but it is on the Day After Dynamite each week. Uh, Will, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here. Look, I, you know, it's funny. Somebody had made a comment on your post uh, noting that I was going to be on this show because, you know, it's I funny. It. I, I, I have it. been talking about pro wrestling i've been covering pro wrestling 18 years literally this year uh I, I came it came to a shock to me to find out that my podcast run is the same age as nick wayne um but <laughs> i have been hosting wrestling podcast 18 years yes in the last year i do a dynamite review show and for whatever reason people think oh he only knows about dynamite because that's the review show he does but i also have been covering wwe that entire time I've been watching it my entire life. There's nothing I know better than WWE that I and at you've this covered point, it significantly longer than I have. Yes, so <laughs> so I I think it's funny when I hear that, and uh, I I also thought this was an excellent show. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. So much came together, so much that I think um, even the stuff that was questionable, I said when they posted the cards and posted what was officially going to be on each show. I said, and I still feel this way. That's how confident I am in tomorrow. I said that there's a lot more I can trust in in night two, but I think both will deliver. Sure. Night one delivered, and I still feel more confident in night two. And so I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I'm here, though. I'm excited to talk about it. Let's go. Same. Same. Will and I were both uh, in L.A., we were partying. That's what we were doing. Yes, we Wally. That's my favorite Wally Mania ever this week. But there, 
Wale Mania was great. Like you didn't even get there for great. the Uso stuff. Um, no. the 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 Usos interview I thought was was really good, and uh, the tribute and celebration. Got there in time for, for another tag team match. Yeah. Which anyway, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the, you're the second person. To do it. Reg did that earlier on Grab City too, and everybody wants to know what you guys are talking Whoa, about when that we'll, happens. We'll one day. One monetize day. it monetize yes. it one day no that's yeah that's paywall stuff oh. but uh <laughs> the but i thought that uh the tribute to biggie was very good and yeah uh just seeing again the thing about wally mania and the thing i'm going to recommend to people when it comes to wrestlemania weekend and why i think wally mania is an important event to go to is that it crosses all industry lines because it, it gives you the chance to see that the talent doesn't care about any of that stuff uh and they all just want to hang and party with each other there was a hit row reunion um didn't exactly go as planned because it turned out that somebody forgot that there's two versions of their theme song one that has uh. swerve on it and they cut swerve off of the current version and they went to perform the version with swerve and you could see him realize halfway through this ain't my verse and <laughs> Uh, he hands the mic off to uh, I love it. to Top Dollar, but there was a hit row reunion on stage. All of these guys don't care about anything other than we are at Wale Mania getting to party with each other, and yep. you see all your favorites on stage. You saw Impact represented. You see the Indies. You see AWC, WWE, and it's just a great night for everybody to just get to hang and chill. Good stuff. Uh, I did the the Dax with FTR show. It was an honor having them bring me on stage. Uh, Will and I were at Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor. I, I attended Impact New Japan. Wait, 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 wait. You are completely underselling this your appearance with Dax, by the way, because you were put over as the guy at this point. Uh, you were put over as the most trustworthy person in... Listen. <laughs> this guy right here. Are you talking about the guy who runs FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the business? Are you talking about the guy who tonight... And I'm talking $5 a month, not $5 per story. Like when somebody says, you really paid $5 for that story? No, no. Playboy. <laughs> no, it's for 40 plus podcasts a month. How about this? Tonight, just tonight on Fightful Select, we broke the story that Vince was in Gorilla, what he was doing in Gorilla. We had news on the LWO becoming an official thing last night. We had Bad Bunny exactly what he was doing on the show and what they were setting up. Uh, we've had all kinds of stuff. We even had referee assignments, producer assignments. We had the match order. We had definitive uh, match orders, the main event. We had been on top of that story all week. A lot of people were saying it was Rhea and Charlotte. Fightful had reiterated numerous times Sammy and Kevin Owens against the Usos leading the pack there. We had a hot rumors thread lots of people asking about switchblade uh randy orton steve steve austin we were quick to say we don't have those answers but here's what people are are murmuring and chirping about and all that we had the news on why enzo amore was let go from mlw we had details on drew mcintyre's wwe deal that is a real story we have specifics as to when it's up what's going on there and we're gonna have even more like that's just today just today and right now if we're a little too positive for you, you can go over to FightfulSelect.com where Alex Palowski is probably going to bury everything. <laughs> everything. If you're in that kind of mood, just five bucks. Uh, we have a disturbingly high level of accuracy at FightfulSelect.com. And you get to hear from this fella over here once every couple of weeks 
on Ask Grapsity. Uh, I'm doing this hard pitch because I know a lot of you are watching our show for the first time, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. That is the most direct way to support us. Uh, you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I do a Q&A show there every week. Somebody's saying it's 16 cents a day. There is no more affordable, exclusive wrestling news site. And I know that some of you are like, why would I pay for wrestling news? Because all due respect to aggregators, when this stuff gets aggregated or Twitter engagemented, there has not been one aggregator. I haven't had to be like, hey, that's not what we reported. So you can get it straight from us. You can ask us questions about these stories. That's a, a little... really good point, by the way. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> like, and that happens. I, I see it. I'm yeah. not going to name any names, but we do see that constantly. Sure. Where... I got love for them. I, I've been an aggregator before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but I mean, but you're sometimes... breaking a bunch of these stories too. Shh. Unless <laughs> my name is on it, that's not true, Sean. <laughs> no, I mean, that is true. That is, that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> and only... Only if it's like one where I'm like, damn, I really got that one. Put my yeah. name on that, Sean. And then so I just want you all to know the ones that make Tony Khan matter, they're all Will stories. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if if you don't want to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, if for some reason you just don't want to or you just can't, but you still want to support us, uh, you can leave us a thumbs up on this video. You can subscribe. We have tons of interviews. Uh, you, you can see on this channel, even when you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, we are talking to not just dozens. We're talking to hundreds of talent on camera at any given time. Uh, check it out, guys. That's the most direct way to support us. But if you're here right now on this show, you can donate a Super Chat or a Humper Chat. Our great moderator, Luis, who does just a great job all the time, is collecting those. We will read them as it's pertinent to each segment. But it gets your question or statement read on the air. We pride ourselves in being... Uh, the most interactive wrestling website that there is. We do Q&As. We do uh, the, these shows where you send Super Chats and Humper Chats. And I know a few of you are going, what are Humper Chats? Well, um, it's a double entendre, you know, like humping. Also, like camels. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Go to HumperChats.com. You can leave your question or statement before, you go, before we go in the air. If you want to leave a question right now, for Will's show on Thursday, you can do that. You can absolutely do that. But let's get into it. It's WrestleMania time, Will. And it's it's pretty like solidly enforced now. No pre-show matches. There ain't no reason to tune into WWE pay-per-views before eight, unless we're seeing Denise Salcedo. But true. But that she was killed on. it. Yeah, she yes. she absolutely killed it. She always asked me for my feedback uh, because she knows I'm always going to be like brutally honest with her. Um, yeah. I guess a little uh, inside baseball and all of that. I I wasn't terribly kind on the deadline. Um, okay. The, the deadline one. I I think she did a great job, but I'm always like, okay, but I think this transition could have been better here. Uh, but I straight up told her today, like, no BS. I think that uh the way that was handled and the way that they kind of gave her that segment on her own i think was great stuff i think that was the way to She's do it right. because um there didn't have to be an awkward transition between people and she got to come off in a way where she knew exactly the match she was talking about she got to give the details give her expert analysis on it and not come off in a scripted fashion i thought it was great and yeah. i gave her the most positive feedback i could on that 
she looks like a million bucks on those shows. She is so natural. Now, oh yeah, she looked just... she looked like six feet next to Peter Rosenberg, by the way. But... Oh yeah, uh, of course. Uh, but hold on a damn second. This person says Denise keeps this place together. She works here seventy minutes a week. <laughs> what? Come on! I had somebody. I had a troll saying. Like trying to minimize me, that you need to give Denise equity in the site. She works for an hour a week on the site. What are you doing? I, uh, I there was I've seen from the trolls that have said that oh the only reason Fightful Select really has that many subscribers is because of Denise. And like look, she love Denise. There. One of my I know. <laughs> one one of my best there. friends about I'm not. Uh, I love by the way, her. By the way, shout out Denise for other things because look. I know I've told the story of Grapsity. I'm not going to dive into it too much, but if you want the full story of the uh, the some of the awful parts of my weekend, please oh, yeah. watch the opening of Grapsity this week. But the best part was that uh, for the extra days I ended up staying because I was really only supposed to be in LA one day and I ended up there three. Um, it was nice to have a friend who lives in LA who is. Yes. Very gracious in opening up their space for me. Offered because I hate imposing. I hate asking for that kind of stuff. Um, but she offered. She's like, look, just sleep in my studio, which, by the way, has a literal Taylor Swift shrine that she made me sleep under. But uh, one of I my had... friends had one of those, but it was for Dale Earnhardt. So <laughs> that is that is absolutely the Kentucky equivalent of what you experienced. <laughs> yeah, I literally wake up and it's just like Taylor Swift is just like looking down at me from multiple Mustaches angles everywhere. <laughs> mustaches and sunglasses all over the place but yes but thank De you denise, denise is three nights and i needed and that so i know i ribbed denise on here a lot she is such a pro she helped me out so much this week uh you guys see a fraction of the work that denise puts in and uh, she works as hard as anybody i have ever that met. lady was up i kid you not so granted while i appreciate denise letting me stay the hard part about staying with Denise is when you hear Denise's voice and you're like, what time is it? And you roll over and look at your phone and it says 5 a.m. And uh, she's just getting ready for her day, getting ready yep. for everything she's got to do wrestling wise. And, uh, and that was all three days, by the way. And that's that's how she functions and then goes to bed still working on everything she's been working on till two o'clock in the morning crazy i don't God, know how she does it. it it's it's great i'm so proud of the team that we have here and so proud of, of everybody as well she she deserves every good thing that happens to her let's talk about wrestlemania leave that thumbs up on this video guys i like we're, we're gonna get to some some general super chats it really felt like tonight will that WWE was going look what you can buy right now <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's, That's really what good. this felt like. This felt like you too can own this. You can own Snoop Dogg driving Rey Mysterio to a song that everybody watching this knows. You can own Logan Paul frog splashing KSI in, in a hilarious spot. You can own this emotional wrestling moment. You can own this completely like sports entertainment. Set. Like they really highlighted surprises, celebrities. It really showed it was WWE showing their ass to possible buyers and saying, 
this can be yours. And uh, now that you say that, because again, that wasn't even a point I was thinking about. But now that you say that, like one of the big concerns as far as WWE is concerned, um, mm -hmm. the purchase I know from the, because everybody's been talking about, could it possibly be a media company? Could it be a Disney? Could it be a Warner yeah. Brothers? Could it be a Comcast? And everybody was kind of pointing their fingers at Comcast. But the the one kind of pushback against that is that, well, WWE's number one source of income is their TV deals, their media deals, their media rights deals. And what happens when those media companies own those? Suddenly, WWE doesn't have that money coming in, and it becomes an entirely different uh, company when it comes to an income structure. However, what they showcased tonight was, hey, that's not the only money we have coming in. We've got sponsorships across every match. You see those uh, video boards that we have? $20 million worth. $20 million. And we're talking about, I mean, the LEDs that go across the barricade, the LEDs that go across the ring apron, the LEDs that are on the ring post. Every single one of those was hey, sold tonight. If you want to watch a man beat his son in the name of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, <laughs> you can. It's sports entertainment. They were handing out those boxes at media day. They had like the, those goofy little cinnamon toast crunch masks. I think I'm the only person who didn't take one. Room full of shills, I tell you, all of them, all of them. But uh, th they were showing their ass tonight. And uh, call me crazy says it felt Super Bowl levels tonight. Not gonna lie. And it's nowhere near the biggest night when you look at the card tomorrow night. It is insane. Uh, Dream Ninja says legit my favorite night of Mania ever. Only match I didn't love was the opener. Perfect ending to the night. Rhea is the future. That match ruled. I'll ask Luis uh, in the case that it, some of them are mentioned like that. Just apply it to one of those matches. But yeah, I I wasn't as disappointed by this opening match that we're about to talk about because I, I had put this out there, Will. The last time John Cena had a one-on-one -on -one WrestleMania match in front of a live crowd that was actually promoted ahead of time was Rusev. I put it out there, uh, I suppose, even narrowing it down, I put it out there on Grapsity this week uh, that John Cena, his last one-on-one -on -one match was against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2021. And the reason I specifically bring that match up was because when you think about what went into that match, John Cena was around a month. And while he wasn't working on TV, he was working dark matches after every single Raw and SmackDown in that buildup. And you could tell that Cena was in a mode of gearing up for a big pay-per-view main event. But when he showed up uh, this past December, worked that tag match with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, John Cena hadn't been working at all. And sure enough, it showed in that match. He did five moves, didn't take yes. a single bump, and called it a day. And so I walked into this thinking about that. Like, John Cena's made one appearance here, and he's had zero ring time really going into this. So what exactly were we going to get? Um, I was disappointed in the match, mostly in the gotta call out John Cena's ring chatter. I missed it. Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard yes. somebody yell out headlock and, uh, <laughs> it's and, like, he still does it. Everybody knows he does it. There's no way he doesn't know that he does it. I'm like, cut it out. <laughs> Absolutely. 
But the thing that really got me was the finish. I, I tweeted that I felt it was really uninspired in the sure. sense that we've seen that exact sequence. How many times have we seen the exact sequence of a ref bump, a submission, heel taps, that, yes. babyface thinks he wins, goes to check on the ref, gets low blowed, gets it with a finisher, one, two, three. In my 35 years on this earth, uh, I'm pretty sure that there have been multiple instances in every single year of my existence that that exact sequence of a finish has taken place. And uh, the best times when that when you go for a ref bump is when you go, don't go for the obvious, when, hey, you put a little twist on it, you do something a little bit different. Hey, the, the low blow and all the distraction tactics didn't actually work. But they went for the most conventional version of this finish imaginable. And the match itself wasn't all that remarkable. So I just felt like it didn't do as much for theory as I would have liked it to. I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite part of this entire match was. It was uh, John Cena's entrance with yes. Make-A-Wish Kids. That was instantly an all-timer. And they said, to hell with that! <laughs> and he lost! <laughs> <laughs> I hope your wish wasn't a John Cena victory. Uh, but oh, I, I, the G- oh, I hope he says it on Monday, too. <laughs> I hope he says it. Maybe they should have wished for a John Cena victory instead of coming out with him at WrestleMania. Oh, uh, man. His uh, The G.I. Joe gear was also very good. I thought that was a, a good homage. Um, John Cena is kind of the king of tailoring his new gear to 80s references and Going for G.I. Joe was excellent there. Uh, we got Kim Gray saying, since Cena lost tonight, Cody better win tomorrow night, dang it. Well, Austin Theory got his win, and my line of thinking has been, whether it be tomorrow night or Monday or Friday, whenever the hell it might be, he makes an open challenge, which Blade J. White immediately beats him and takes that title. <laughs> That's what I would like. I don't know if it'll happen, though. Uh, Parker Hines says, come on, can I get one AA, please? Nope. Sorry. That's work. Uh, Cam says, <laughs> not even having one AA in the match is criminal. And, you know, I guess I wasn't as offended by it in the moment as I am now. But I think because this was so low on my, like, even give a shit meter that mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, sure, they had the match. A guy won. I wasn't that perturbed by it because at this point, I kind of know what I'm getting with Cena. When he came back and he did that goofy-ass punch after he hyped up a oh, new move. Oh, my God. Like, I, I realized. That. What was and, that, and Kevin then, Owens and Elias versus him and Bobby Lashley at, yeah. what was that, Super Showdown 2018? Yes. and then, like, even some of the things that he did with Theory – kind of made me remember like John Cena undermines people sometimes. And I felt like he undermined Austin theory a little bit in their promo. Like he should have let the bald comment get to him a little bit instead of, you know, he should have let theory have a little bit instead of being like, Oh yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen after you beat me, they won't care about you, which is the same position you're in now, I guess. I don't know. Like, I felt like he undermined a little bit of the yeah. purpose. Like, what benefit is there to beating John Cena? You're John Cena! That's that's it. But I, uh, I, also, I liked, I liked Theory's gear, the Hollywood-inspired gear. Uh, I, I'll say, though, that getting this match out of the way first uh, did kind of pave the way for what ended up being a great card going forward. And, you know, I've heard... 
possibly that Brock and Omos is opening tomorrow. And again, that's one of those get that out of the way kind of matches. And then you've got the rest of the show. And even if it does end up delivering some kind of spectacle, it is that kind of match that people are kind of like eh, on and you kind of get that out of the way and move forward and you've got the rest of the show to give people something special. I thought you were going to say it paved the way for John Cena to get the hell out of the building because you know he ain't hanging around for tomorrow. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, and I had the same thought about Brock. Like he didn't even have to like turn. He could tell his pilot like just leave the jet running, and uh, I will be right back. And he is <laughs> he is legitimately politicked for his WrestleMania matches to go on earlier in the past so he could leave right after. He doesn't hang around for the after parties usually. Nah. Night Track says Cena should have wrestled with the hat on, and Brandon Charles Powell says. I want to see a Cena parody somewhere where the guy is calling out all the spots, even for the ref, the ring announcer, and the crowd. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, Spencer B says, where does this mania at night one rank all time? Top five, in my opinion. You've got a better like uh, like memory as far as cataloging, cataloging than I do. Where would you put it? See, I have... If you had asked me this three weeks ago, I probably would have been like, oh yeah, definitely top five. But then... This little thing has been nagging me where Phil Lindsay called me a prisoner of the moment. And I've been, like, so annoyed by that comment for the last month. That's just month. enjoying stuff. <laughs> that's, so, what that is. that's enjoying things. Well, because I said, I, I had said one time that I was like, wow, that match I just watched, that was like one of my favorites of all time. And he goes, Will, you're such a prisoner of the moment. And I thought, damn it, am I? So now I went to even tweet, like, dang, that was one of my favorite nights of WrestleMania. And I thought, nope. Phil's going to see that. He's going to say to me, there it is, Will, prisoner of the moment. But Man. I will say that um, as far as overall atmosphere, as far as endings are concerned, things along those lines, I have definitely not walked away from Mania feeling good about what I just saw like that in a really, really long yeah. time. Uh, probably since WrestleMania 30. Like walking away from like WrestleMania, that was the last time I really had this feel-good energy in me like i just want to run outside and scream to the world but i'm on a podcast right now so i can't do that but uh so i'll at least say it belongs with those wrestlemanias for sure andrew says sponsor mania damn wwe is printing money tonight yeah over 20 million anthony says can wwe try to sell their company every year around this time what a show <laughs> well the hope is that somebody buys it hopefully not anybody uh, too disgusting, and Vince is the hell out of there for good. Vince was in Gorilla tonight. Vince had a headset on. Vince was giving input tonight. We reported that on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, he was at SmackDown as well. In addition to the Hall of Fame, he was around. What talent I'm talking to are hoping is that he doesn't make this, oh, I'm just around for Mania weekend, which happens to be four straight nights, and then decide to show up next Friday for SmackDown as well. So we'll see. Spencer says, you expecting a bunch of surprises tomorrow? Lashley. Uh, so turn away if you don't want at least a little spoiler, but they did transport the Andre trophy to SoFi from the Staples Center, and I'm told that they did it, did it for entrance purposes. Now, a lot of things can change and happen. Jake Salazar says, bad take, take, bad take Jake infiltrating the show now. Tomorrow night's match of... Uh, Match of the night will be Edge, Demon, Finn. You heard it here first. Back to my boy, Alex, now wanting to support you guys, too. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if we get, like, 2006 Edge versus Foley where they're, like, 
okay, maybe you don't care about this match, but you're going to be thinking about it by the end of the night. I could see that because nobody's talking about this match, Will. And it's hell in a cell, which is yeah. kind of insane. And we got the old cell back. Like, uh, I I think it could be a show stealer. Um, and, yeah, I feel like Edge is due for this performance. Edge has actually performed inside hell in a cell before in, in this run. You know, he did that with Seth Rollins. So I have no doubts it'll be a great match. Uh, just a matter of what they end up doing with it. There's lots of rumors about Edge's uh, entrance and uh, how he's going to present at this particular show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Joe. Yep, I'm I'm excited to see it, but I think tomorrow night's going to be a hell of a night. I really do. What's the percentage? Wood says seeing what happened tonight was great. It does have me worried. Cody's going to come up short tomorrow. It's been a heel territory for two and a half years. I think it's okay to be a babyface territory for a little while. Eventually, I mean, and Roman's been so good that it hasn't necessarily always felt like a heel territory. But, yeah, but I, I would say that, I mean, I I think no matter what, it feels like a heel territory in the sense that Roman has been cycling out through baby faces as his challengers. And I think it is time to give some heels the opportunity to get to cycle out uh, against the top baby face. I think it's just time for that. And uh, we've seen that transition before. My favorite example I like to use is how we got three years of Hunter really dominating from 02 to 03. And then, or not 02 to 03, 02 to 05. And then they made the transition to Cena where it was like, okay, now we've now that we did this three-year run of heel reign of terror, now we're going to do a 10-year run of a baby face who's going to cycle through top heels. Maybe don't do that, but I think uh, I would like to see us start to make that transition. We've got Burnt River Comedy says... Was Nick Wayne conceived to a Will podcast? <laughs> because you said they were older than... Yeah, think about that one. Adam Weller says, do it for Dale, Sean. Them's the rules. And G. Bro says, welcome to Fightful's Cool Ranch Doritos post show. Oh, no, my friends. It's the Athletic Greens 
youtube.com slash fightful nordvpn.com slash fightful post show but wombat and combat says can we throw away the AEW pay-per-views are too long because mania was just as long of a fun show yeah but i mean all the AEW pay-per-views are like four to five hours long but they do have fewer of them i understand tony's rationalizing i just don't know that i'll ever agree with it in most cases because i don't typically enjoy shows being that long but I, I can agree done. with the idea that when you do as few of them as he does and you're charging $50 for them, <laughs> yeah. I can agree with the idea that you should probably give, be giving people the most for their money. And I think that it's just a different structure because here we're dealing with a, uh, a subscription-based service where if you do end up with a two-hour show or a three-hour show, that's cool. You got another one coming up in a month. You may have one in less than a month. There's multiple a year, and you're paying for this overall service rather than paying for this individual show. So, like, I get it from a value perspective. Um, I, I, one of the big complaints I saw tonight was a lot of the downtime between matches that this show didn't necessarily have as big of a card as other four-hour shows have, but it had so much downtime from match to match to match. But counterpoint to that was I feel like the crowd was hot through a lot of things that they may yeah. have seen as cool-down stuff because they had those opportunities to cool down. Completely agree with that. And Luis, uh, or actually, uh, yeah, I think it was Luis, says, Ernie Phoenix says, Cena versus Yoshiko the sex doll, book it. Well, I don't want to see that at all. But I'll tell you what I want to see more of now. WrestleMania showcase tag team matches. I'd love to see them add some stakes to it because I felt like there were several people on this show who said, all right, we'll show you. And for everybody that said that this was a pointless match, and I was probably one of them because it was, well, they went out there and they had a psychotic match. You had Ivar saving the moonsault for WrestleMania. That's brilliant. He got to bust that out. Braun doing a splash, which was good banter after the way that he and Ricochet formed their team. And then Ricochet did what I, I can only call a springboard shooting star Fez press to the outside. Can't pretend I've ever seen one of those before. I thought the finish was amazing. It was uh, a new twist on the Street Profits. Like, it was almost like a like a held code breaker type of thing. And then Montez did the frog splash. Angelo Dawkins rolls up for the win. I thought this was just an absolute blast. And uh, this makes me say, okay, just, just every time say it's a top contender match and give me this all the time. If, if they're going to be bangers like this, it's something people can look forward to. Uh, so when you had reported out the, uh, the match lengths, going into this and talking about what each match was going to get and how much a lot of time. And I actually, knowing that this was going to be one of the shorter matches on the show, still got excited over this, thinking about how, well, I know what they're going to do here. They're going to sprint their way through every single thing that these guys have to offer. And they did. I feel like everybody got to showcase in a big way. Ricochet got to look like a million bucks. As you mentioned, Braun with the splash. Uh, and the Street Profits, who... I don't know. I've been feeling watching the show like they've been kind of inching towards some kind of a split. Maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, and 
this definitely didn't make the case for that because, hey, when it came to all of the other teams across Raw and SmackDown available, uh, the Street Profits beat them. But Chad Gable here, I think, also had an excellent showing here. He always gets to do that. That's one of the things that you get to see in these um, uh, Alpha Academy matches where when they're over, you're always kind of raving about or thinking about what Chad Gable did there and how he's reminding you that even at being in a bit of a, a comedy team as he's been the last two years, uh, he still gets to show out what he does best. And when he hit that German on Braun freaking Strowman, Yep. Crowd came unglued. Unglued. The the match was, and, and like I said, it was short, but everybody got to get what they needed to get in here. And that's honestly my favorite kind of showcase when you're dealing with four teams. It's fun stuff. I had a blast with this. Omar says the tag showcase match was a banger. Chaos Theory on Braun was epic. Needs to gable. Uh, Joe Coughlin says, I got the same feeling from the tag showcase I got from the Fatal Five Way at Stand and Delivery. Uh, or stand and deliver bunch of dudes in a spot fest and i loved every minute of it and psychologically when you have eight people in a tag team match you can abandon a lot of that psychology because you've got more guys around people can sell without being on the screen so i mean that downtime isn't necessarily there when you have all of these ingredients now there are some some things within this that i'm like okay well why why aren't they just getting involved more but then they they did towards the end of the match because again there are no dqs in this situation because of the nature of the rules but i thought that that all came together really really well and it played out great in simmons says tag match was great though ricochet was the highlight of the match he's had a great 48 hours give me montez versus ricochet and that chad gable german yes yeah man like this one was to me this was the shocker of the night and I knew they could put on a good match, but a lot of it has to do with your agent. A lot of it has to do with, by the way, you can find out who agented which matches at FightfulSelect.com. But it's also what your dance partners are willing to do. And what everybody was willing to do was the thing that Braun Strowman tweeted several months ago that he didn't like to do. And then he did it too. And I love it. He had, like, that was... I feel like that was also important, too, because he was put in this story because he tweeted that. And now he's like, that's his way of going, Okay, my bad. I feel like this show in a lot of ways, um, and I know it's not going to because it's just the way uh, a certain sect of the fan base exists. But I feel like this show in a lot of ways should have quieted down a lot of the uh, anti-indie talk in the sense that a lot of what made this show great and a lot of what uh, was able to be put on here was a lot of the showcase of the way that certain guys had developed out of the indie scene. Help the, uh, I felt like the main event was a love letter to uh, one specific indie out of Southern California. Um, and and I like that. I like that because uh, I think that ultimately that's, that's a scene that... Um, the, the modern wrestling scene doesn't exist without, um, specifically WWE doesn't exist without, AEW doesn't exist without, and uh, I think even matches like this should have been a reminder that it doesn't have to be this or that. Uh, there's a way to do both, and there's a way where they can be used to benefit 
the wrestlers who don't necessarily work that style like Braun was able to tonight. Brandon Thurston of Wrestlenomics tweeted that Paul Levesque at the press conference says that WWE sold over 22 million in ad activations. I also encourage you guys to check out his story that he had uh, about the Puerto Rico uh, money that they got because he had a lot more details than we had. Like they got a big payday from that as well. They are really maximizing that money. And I, I worked on a story on Fightful Select about the how, why, and where of the PLEs. And like one of those things that you, you, find out that they're capitalizing on is again they have suitors at wrestlemania and then they're going to the uk ahead of their rights renewals over there and putting on a major pay-per-view in prime time for that market they're really maximizing a lot of things here and uh we'll, we'll be talking about that in a minute with rollins and logan paul but tim mcfall says what an awesome night the tag four-way was a ton of fun ray dom was telling novella awesomeness Rhea Flair humped, and this Montrealer is crying after the main. I got to agree with you, Tim. There was a lot of fun on this show. There were a lot of things to th – there was a lot of shifting on this show that I thought went well. Alan Jeanette says, the tag showcase match was the third best one of the night, but glad to see Dawkins get the pin. Seems like forever since he's gotten a pin. Yeah, I'm glad he's he's getting his – I'm glad he's like been I getting said, his I flowers lately. I hadn't considered because I thought all the L's that they've been taking had been leading to of maybe them deciding that the team wasn't for yeah. them. But I didn't even consider that. No, I was leading to a W at WrestleMania. You know what kind of L you don't want to take, Will? Getting What's your private that? information stolen. I don't know, paying full price for a lot of pay-per-views. You know what kind of pay-per-view was on tonight against WrestleMania? Bob Sapp and Rampage Jackson were both wearing one shirt with an arm out of each hole, boxing two other guys in the same situation. That sounds incredible. It, it was. It was. Uh, there is Roy Jones Jr. against Anthony Pettis tonight, the former UFC champion. Jose Aldo boxed Jeremy Stevens. There was a big boxing fight this afternoon, Anthony Joshua. But you know what? If you don't want to pay full price for those pay-per-views, I got somebody you can go to. NordVPN.com slash Fightful Will. Four additional months free. A 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you get it and you say, you know what? You know what? I like my information being stolen. I don't like having the fastest VPN in the world. I don't like having access to all this content. I don't like being able to watch my shows much earlier since everybody's releasing their shows weekly now instead of the binge format you got to wait till like 3 a.m eastern for some of these shows okay if you want to do that don't get nordvpn.com slash fightful because with nordvpn.com slash fightful you can change your virtual location with just one one ah damn it i stuttered see I'm just saying, I bought a new PC last week, and I haven't activated NordVPN.com slash Fightful yet. But if I had, I probably wouldn't have stuttered. It fixes that, too. That doesn't really work. But, I mean, NordVPN.com slash Fightful does. You get four additional months free, a 30-day money-back guarantee on the fastest VPN in the world. They have three great tiers for you. A pass, a locker, a VPN. Or how about all three? You choose what you want with their variety of tiers. And I'm not talking about the tiers Will was crying when he missed his flight, when his flight got canceled. But you know what? 
Will might not have had to have spent an arm and a leg if he used NordVPN.com slash Fightful because it helps you avoid price discrimination as well. Because when, when the little Google knows that you've been looking up the same tickets, I just hate to tell you they're going to jack up the prices. They're not going to show you the lowest ones. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. Hey, how about this? Maybe today you didn't like Peacock. You can get the old WWE Network interface by using NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can watch AEW Weekly without commercials with that that Fight Plus over there, AW Plus, whatever, whatever they call it. It's what I watch it on. It's how I know what happens during those commercials. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. End your stutters today. And, by the way, and I know this as a Nord user, Nord has smart TV apps. So you can even access Fight all, all of those, all of them on any of your devices. You want to watch it on your smart TV, run your Nord VPN, watch your pay-per-views the way you want to. So while I was on the plane to uh, to LA, I got the Wi-Fi on the plane, and in the middle of Dynamite, I switched time zones, and it cut Dynamite off for me because it wasn't on where I was. So what I did was fire up my VPN, was able to watch it. Good time. NordVPN.com slash Fightful works on all your devices. Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. Logan Paul had this, this, what would you call that? Is it a zip line? What the hell was that? Yeah, I, I think it was, the zip line's a good way to look at that. Uh, these entrances were over the top as hell. Uh, and in yes. the best way, I think. And, uh, Oh, what, go ahead. What, first off, who did you think was in the prime outfit? I thought Jake Paul. Uh, that was my guess, too. I was thinking it was going to be Jake Paul. I hadn't even considered it was going to be KSI at all. I hadn't even, like, it's not, yeah. I thought in my mind. I I like the way that this played out as well. Um, man, Logan Paul is just really good at this, man. And I think that a lot of credit has to be given, uh, despite his very bad tweet this weekend, Um Shane Helms has done a lot of work putting his matches together, working with him interpersonally, like the, and specifically, as they have mentioned, training him in reverse. They're training him for specific spots and then being like, okay, now here are some of the basics, at, which is the, the reverse of how you're trained. You learn the basics, then you learn how to do spots. And that has worked out very, very well for Logan Paul so far. Oh, yeah, it has. I mean, you know, I've uh, just talking around with people. Um, my understanding of Logan Paul matches is that pretty much for like the month going into them, he's pretty aware of every single piece of the match and how it's going to happen. Um, which, again, I know there are some people who are down on that. I've talked to wrestlers who are down on that. Uh, but to me as a viewer, I don't care about that. I don't watch this match and go, well, that sucked because I know he prepared for this for a month. It's all the same to me. And uh, I think ultimately there was like a couple of things I was not okay with in this match, but just ultimately I, I loved it. Seth Rollins's entrance, by the way, the the orchestra entrance, um, I liked. We. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> what I didn't like. I didn't uh -oh. like them turning up the speakers during that. Like whatever they did there was very very weird. Like they had the the what the hell do you call them the. Not the captain, not the conductor. What what the hell is the, the fella out there with the, the gimmick? 
Conductor is correct. Okay, conductor. There you go. Yeah. They had him doing that, but then they like amped up the speakers. And mm-hmm. I'm like, just cue the crowd. They know <laughs> what to do. I thought it would have been a lot better to just have the crowd do that and then hit his music as opposed to whatever the hell it was. I was like, damn, I wish they would have would have went that route. Yeah, uh, if he'd been conducting the crowd, I think they would have known. But I think there's that little bit of lack of trust of, but what if they don't? And what what if they're all completely off and it just sounds like a disaster? All right, give him a cue. I can see the line of thinking there. Seth Rollins' entrance attire, by the way, was way over the top. Uh, this yeah. was definitely a WrestleMania outfit. I've been pretty vocal, especially on Grapsity, that uh, over-the-top Seth Rollins isn't my favorite character on TV, but I try to recognize for the people who are big fans of what Seth Rollins does in uh, in this specific character that I know when it's going to pop people and what's going to pop people in this specific attire very much did. Yeah, uh, it did. It was very. It looked very Jeff Jarrett inspired, but uh, it was it was interesting to say the least. And they had a really really fun match. But the spot that I will always remember is the KSI reveal and mm-hmm. the splash because that was a remarkably self aware spot to do because they know they're the heels. They understand it. They're making money off of it, but. KSI dressed up in that big ass prime thing, which this accomplishes so many things. It is cross promotion. It keeps <laughs> Logan Paul happy. It makes KSI happy because you know they're they're selling this stuff, and it is a remarkable amount of padding for both Logan Paul and KSI for this spot. Seth Rollins timed it perfectly. They had the the best guy sort of quarterbacking that situation. And the way that they produced it to where both of these doofuses were looking at their phones the whole time, you just know that there's some boomer out there going, told you, told you. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. Enjoy the moment. That was was everybody, by the way, who follows me uh, watching Ring of Honor last night. And every single time, because I was on camera the whole time I was there, and every single time I glanced at my phone, it was somebody's notification saying, Will, stop looking at your phone and watch the match. And I'm like, I'm getting notifications from you saying, yeah. stop looking at your phone. You know who. Such is life. Such is life. But, but yeah, uh, I, 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 only thing I kind of had a slight issue with, and it was really just on a show where I literally just saw the uh, greatest of all time, TM, uh, have a... A match where he took one finish and was out and Logan Paul kicking out of a pedigree, I thought was maybe a little much for me, but everything else I, I, you know, I can sit back and enjoy and take it for what it is. And it was a fun match. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. And that's again, in this type of thing, you want people that are there to watch Logan Paul to say, oh, I like this Seth Rollins guy an awful lot. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what you want them to say. And when I heard they were booking this match, I was like, well, God, like the entertainment tonight and stuff will love Seth Rollins if they interview him, especially if they interview him in character and stuff. Like, they would would find him very, very entertaining. Um, One of my favorite 
pedigree kickout stories is in San Antonio, right before Chris Hero was going back to WWE, he like everybody knew he was leaving and he was facing Zack Saber Jr. And to get heat, he did a pedigree, and Zack Saber Jr. counted or kicked out at like half of one. <laughs> it was a remarkable spot. He kicked out at half of one and sat up. It was just wonderful. A reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, and get your get your question and statement read on the air. Evan says, felt like a takeover tonight. Fightful Select, best $5 in the business. Well, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Uh, how did this feel for you? Was this, it, this, to me, again, the pageantry was stepped up so much in a modern way. Like, I don't mind the ad integrations at all. Like, period. This, in this specific match, I thought this was the best integration of the ad yeah. because it was a part of the match, because it... Uh, was a part of the story they were telling in the ring. I think to me, I probably don't want to see that too much because I think it'll start to feel a little insane. Uh, but to the point of where, you know, obviously all throughout the show, you're just having ad after ad after ad thrown at you as this is going. It was a little nice to have it be a part of the match itself and to be a part of a markout moment and to get people going uh i actually had you know it's funny my daughter had a friend over um who's very much into pro wrestling right now and but also very on the internet and so he got super excited uh that 12 year old boy is like that's ksi that's so cool and i'm like yeah i partway know who that is but uh it's cool stuff i i like i said the you mentioned the pageantry i think that's what this all brought to the table more than anything else uh and it had a super hot atmosphere the crowd was into every aspect of this uh just as a this is awesome chant would break out the crowd would go now nah, let's just sing seth rollins's music instead and yeah. multiple times throughout the match they would just start singing uh it's 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 very over and uh i think for what logan paul brings to the table they can probably continue to do this a lot more and it will put more and more eyes on uh, guys who probably need it from an outside perspective. R. Harris says, do you see the showcase setting up a tag split? I more than them splitting the tag titles. I wouldn't mind if they did trios titles as, a, as like in addition to if they were going to do that, but I don't know. They haven't been necessarily very deep in how they book that to me, make me feel comfortable enough to want that. Uh, no Garner, splitting titles. Other direction. Less titles. Merge them. I want. Uh, I want everything as a single unit show. And I think you're starting to even see signs from the networks where they're like, "Well, why they should are. they get? Why should they get the bloodline and Cody Rhodes and not us?" And at that point, I think, well, then screw it. Just, like, let it be continuous. Screw the brand split. You don't need it. Uh, you have two partners that you have to please and a lot of star talent that can't necessarily afford to be divided. Just do it as you did it from 99 to 02. It worked. It was good stuff. I would like to see them fully try continuous flagship shows throughout the week. And if you have two partners you need to please. 
Then check out athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, who is our second sponsor on tonight's show. So therefore, they are second partner we need to please. And we're able to please them because we are getting our nutrients with athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. You want to drink your multivitamin. You don't want to eat a tablet that uh, quite honestly passes right through you. Athletic Greens has everything that you need in one convenient daily serving. Right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs. With this AG1, you can fill your nutrient gaps, promote gut health, support whole body vitality. One daily serving delivers a comprehensive blend of nine products. That includes a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more. That's that preventative help that, that, that supports immunity with the probiotics. You can boost your energy with magnesium and B vitamins naturally. Uh, you can promote gut health with those prebiotics and probiotics and the plant-based enzymes. That way, you digest a lot better. You got doctors over at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful that are putting this stuff over that have been using it for 10 years. And here's the good thing about people who have been using it for 10 years. They've seen how the formula has changed with science. They change this stuff about once every couple months. That way, you get the most recent science. That way, it helps you be the better you or the best you you can be. They got all kinds of options for you, but it's one scoop Eight ounces of water. It's all you need. They also have travel packs that you can get when you're on the road. That's what I did when I was in California. Check it out, guys. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I've had several WWE performers that have told me that they use this. There are a couple of AEW performers that also have told me that they use this as well. Check it out. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. We have more super chats. Cody, or uh, is Cody still winning tomorrow, says Sean. Well, I mean, never said for sure that he was winning, but I hope so, Will. Where do you land on that one? I hope so, too. Look, I <laughs> when I went to that house show last weekend, uh, and the main event was Braun Strowman, uh, Ricochet, and Cody versus the Bloodline. And, of course, talking about the Usos and Solo Sokoa. When that show went off, Cody Rhodes, his music played, I kid you not, at least five times, because I left after the fifth time that his theme song played through. That man took every picture imaginable. He signed every autograph you could put in front of him. He kissed every baby, hugged every person out there. And I just thought to myself, do you know how, and this was a, this house show did huge business, by the way, they were, it was making all the headlines. Uh, it outsold every Raw, SmackDown, everything that's been at Ball Arena where the Nuggets play. Uh, it outsold all of them going back to like 2012. That's how good this house show did, Cody Rhodes headline and going into a really hot WrestleMania. And I said, thought to myself, how much bigger would this be if you had Cody doing all of this with the world title on his shoulder? taking all the pictures, kissing the babies, doing all of that now as champion. I think they are on the cusp of being able to have that John Cena-like figure that they haven't had for a while. And I want to see what Cody does with the ball handed to him. And it's not like it's a newcomer either. This is a guy that I've been watching for the last, oh, what year is it? 16 years I've watched this guy on my television. And to see it all pay off. 
Like the crazy thing is that if tomorrow they put together a video package, which we're about to talk about a match that had a phenomenal video package, but uh, if they put together a video package that showcases everything Cody's done, going back to day one, showing up skinny kid with the jet black hair trying to save his dad against Randy Orton at the Great American Bash with the the um, what was that cowbell match? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, anyway. Uh, talking about all of that, seeing Cody's career progress the way it has, I think they have a really good story they can tell of somebody who has truly risen both in and out of their system and has made it to the main event of WrestleMania in the coolest way possible. You have to pay that off. I don't think they'll have a better opportunity to crown a babyface and give them a coronation moment than here. If they squander that opportunity, I don't know when the next one's going to come. Meet Norma says, here's a small sack of monies for SRS getting dressed up and Will escaping the Salcedo dungeon. I'm so glad you made it out, Will. I was very concerned. I know that she sabotaged your travel. <laughs> Try to keep you there, but hey. Uh, KE775 says, I know you haven't heard of one, but do you think we get a draft in the next four to six weeks? I'm act actively working on a story about this. I've been asking talent. I'll, I'll just tell you guys right now, uh, we haven't really heard much of anything talent hasn't heard much of anything either but they they've been asking i've been asking broadway joe says it's a little concerning that wdb's future braun mellow theory all have horrible finishes is that just me <laughs> um i kind of think theory should have taken the aa from from cena like i saw somebody mention that last week on our show and i was like well that's brilliant why not yeah i i think uh a town down not a great finish at all uh, I, I want to buy it, and every time I'm like, just land on your feet. If you just land on your feet, like you're taller than Theory. You'll be fine. You're out of it. But suspend disbelief. I know it's his finish. I think when it's all said and done, he'll probably find a better one, as uh, a lot of guys who are on the cusp of something great tend to. We also have a super chat from Apex that says Roman beats Cody, Jay versus Roman in the SummerSlam. Well, that's the thing. I think that Roman's arc is much more interesting with him without the championships because what's he going to do? Well, he's a sociopath. He's going to blame Jay and Jimmy somehow, even if it's not their fault. Or he might blame Solo. Or maybe he'll see where Solo's loyalty lies. I think there's a much more fascinating story to be told there and guess what? It's still going to seem like a main event story because of the ingredients that are involved and because they've been the main event for almost three years now. Amazing. I tweeted out a stat earlier that by tomorrow night, 15 WrestleMania main events since 1993 will feature members of the Samoan wrestling dynasty. 15. And it would be 16 if Roman didn't call off the COVID year. And... Like there That's were right. some gaps. He was supposed to main event that year. We wouldn't have the bloodline had yeah. he just gotten that babyface victory and walked out with the universal title. Yeah, and there were some gaps there between like Yoko and the Rock and Rock and and Roman. Oh, yeah. So like man, they get that really goes to show you. And I, I'm excited to talk about that later. What's the percentage? Wood says when you say Vince is providing input, are you talking about telling them what he liked? Are we talking about deciding finishes? Uh, based on what I heard, it, it was what he liked and his, his thoughts on some things and maybe some recommendations. And if you're a Triple H or a Bruce Pritchard, 
you know, they're in a much different situation than, than Will and I. Will and I don't have to live with Vince McMahon. We don't have to deal with him as our boss. So if if it's Vince giving input, they're probably like, well, we'll take that over the other stuff that he was doing, tearing up scripts a few hours before the show. Like, that, we'll take that a lot. I, I've said this repeatedly. The biggest tell for me will be if we start seeing the same matches every week. Because that's one thing that Vince could not keep himself from doing is the same thing every single week. But, And you know the yeah. thing is, I, I don't even fault that in a sense because I know where the mentality came from. And I think it was just Vince being so old that he wasn't keeping up with the idea that... Because um, like repeat matches, we're in a generation where we hated it and we grew to hate it because of the fact that wrestling is preserved for us. We yeah. live in a time period where, hey, you don't have to do this same match week and week after week after week after week because these matches all live on Peacock. We can just go back and watch it a second time. But there was a time period where a match was seen and it was gone unless you like VHS taped it and then you were yep. dealing with tape trading and things along those lines. And so the old school booker was like, well, we got to do this match again for the audience that may have missed it last time uh, because there wasn't an opportunity for them to see it again. And I think the more kind of old heads that we get out of professional wrestling in that sense that kind of understand the modern fan watches things on their own time and can go back and watch things, then we start to see less and less of that. But I get why Vince is in that mode. For sure. Marcus Ryan says, I want to see Cody win the titles and bring back the winged Eagle title. I think he can feud with Orton and the story writes itself. Keep up the great work. Listen, I would love to see nothing. Like I would love nothing more than to see a, a genuine belt design from WWE that does not look like what we see right now. If they switch to the Snoop Dogg version, I'd be like, sweet. That looks more like a wrestling championship belt. But you know, I saw Patrick Mahomes, that dumb son of a bitch, uh, running around with that WWE title, and I was like, that's exactly why they do it. He didn't let that thing leave his side from the time he won the Super Bowl to the end of that parade. It was all over television because of him, and that's why they do that. I think if they even brought back the winged eagle, it'd probably be a modified version. Yeah. Like, instead of wings, that thing's got W's sprouting out of its shoulder blades. Yeah, and turn the WWE logo into an eagle. That'd be great. Yeah. No, but I think that, I mean, look, we have reached the point. And I, I threw out the stat last week, and Robbie Fox uh, responded to it going, that is insane. I hadn't even considered that when I said that the current WWE title design has had the most title holders of any world title design WWE's ever had. 18 wrestlers have held that belt. And uh, if you count the universal title, which is a, the Make same that. design, just a different color, Oh, buddy, there will be people that tell you it's not. You <laughs> that, found them after after I put the bat signal out, they showed up. <laughs> but that's, that, then you add that up, it's 22 people have held that design. And that's more than anybody's have ever held a design. You can start to make the case of, and, and the rumors out there that there is a new belt coming, possibly. It's been kind of floated around. We've seen uh, lots, and I've heard some things as far as uh, from certain belt makers that who won't say that it's not them behind them. And so I think yeah. there there is maybe something to that. Either way, my point is I'm ready for something new. So if Me they too. are going to bring something out for Cody, I would like to see it. 
it's been largely the same design for 10 years. I know there, again, we'll get those weirdos that are like, oh, but the, the logo's different and it doesn't say champion. It's the same shape. It's the same general concept that it's been for 10 years. And when, when we had the spinner belt for like seven or eight years, I was like, okay. That was a really long time. It was a long time because when you look back at, at the, the, the Austin belt, it was like four years. The the globed eagle, the big eagle, or whatever that was. That one the right other there. one, the winged eagle, which is one of the most the best designs ever, was like nine years, nine, ten years, maybe. That had so, 14 title holders, by the way. Yeah, and a lot of that, I mean, that was as a special title, but it was. Lorenzo says, Loved Mania tonight makes me even more pumped for tomorrow because the card is stacked, and I could be looking at a top five, maybe even top three if they deliver. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it might be a little hard for them to crack, like, best ever just because of, you know, there were some WrestleManias, like, 17 and 19 where you could just load that card down with so much star power that it was absolute insanity. But I thought they got they got a really, really good one right now. Nitro Dust says, did you see Chris Jericho came to the aid of Giselle Shaw? WWE announcers are tremendous. Don't watch regularly, but all I needed to know. Yeah, I was very glad to see Jericho did that. Very glad to see that WrestleCon... Uh, do their best to handle that as well. Uh, but Adam Weller says, I was a 14-year-old Brit when KSI took off on YouTube. Seeing him, uh, a regular Rachamania viewer, take part was really cool. I mean, that's that's the type of fan you want. That is the type of fan you want. And you also want to get lapsed fans, Will. And that's what they aim to do with this six-woman tag. Becky, Lita, Trish defeated Damage Control. This, again, was very fast-paced. I will say that Lita had some trouble keeping up at times, but better than what I expected based on her Rumble appearance last year. I thought that her and Becky did well, but Lita, I don't think Lita was ever on the level in the ring as the, the other five that are in the ring right now. But no, I don't but she was feel over, like and I think people that's forget why. that. Yeah. That's what she's there for. She's there to be over, and she's still over. How'd you feel about this match? Trish Stratus. Look, Sean Rossap. Trish Stratus is okay. The is my favorite Twitter follower, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've I've made no uh, bones about the fact that I am a massive Trish Stratus fan, and I say that. If people are wondering where I'm looking, I have like five Trish Stratus autographs like around here um, and an action figure up there. Big fan of Trish. Always been a big fan of Trish. Trish, of course, came out with an homage to her uh, WrestleMania 21 outfit where she defeated Christy Hemme. And uh, that's a very famous outfit for her. She looked better tonight in that outfit than she did what was that 18 years ago at wrestlemania 21 i got sent a screenshot in which i just want to say i don't advocate this behavior but on one of our fightful stories there was an indian gentleman who had a pretty funny typo regarding a wrestlemania story and he said who trish's bobs That's so great. No, honestly, Trish's bobs were bobbing, so I will uh I will Jesus. gladly accept that. I just, I saw it and I was like, "Oh. I, I had to delete it cuz you know we don't 
we're not trying to objectify people here, but, uh, man, uh, anyway, anyway, um, Becky, Lita and Trish get the win. KE775 wants to know if damage control implodes on Monday and night track says damage control theme is awful. Waffle. Like Reg says it's particularly awful. Cause there's like three or four themes that sound exactly the same when they start these days. And I don't like that, but, uh, do you think damage control implodes? I mean, so uh, I have this feeling about damage control that there were two ways to go about this match, and they they chose to go a certain way. But you know, a couple weeks ago, Becky Lynch really went in on damage control and basically buried the entire concept and made sure people knew that this has been a false bag of goods. That uh, Becky Lynch pulled these two in. Uh, gave them all this hope and has led them nowhere and then soundly beat them tonight and i say all that to say that there's a place you can go with that i think if you want to try and position eo and dakota as baby faces maybe have them confront bailey over this exact fact that yeah you brought us back to wwe specifically brought dakota back and you brought eo up to the main roster uh with the promise of us dominating monday night raw and we've kind of been losers ever since you haven't gotten us anywhere and uh i think you can kind of i think with what becky said to them laying out the possibility of an implosion i think they now have the grounds to go through with it based on how this match ended but i thought it was fun i thought the crowd was really into it and uh i enjoyed everything about this What's the percentage would says as Seahawk would say Trish Stratus respectfully, of course, respectfully, always respectfully, respectfully, always respectfully. Garrett says sick of damage control being made out as dweebs week in week out. What's the point anymore? Completely soured and otherwise perfect night for me. I understand your frustration, but if there's one night that they look like dweebs, it should have been against the woman who main evented the first women's WrestleMania and the two women that, main event raw for the first time like i'm okay with that oh Um, man look now i've i've been very public about the fact that um i love dakota as a person quite a bit and uh for her to a year ago have been released from this company and a year later you could see the look on her face coming out at wrestlemania and just getting to take that all in on this stage getting to face the legends of trish and lita and becky lynch and I felt so good for her in that moment that even in taking the L, I know how she was feeling about all that, and it's good stuff. We've got uh, so we've got them winning. Uh, Becky and Trish, I still think they're poised for a Becky Trish story. I really think that's going to happen, uh, but I, I guess we'll, we'll see if that ends up unfolding in, in that manner. Uh, but I think it's. For, for Becky, it's like, well, what do you do? Put her back in the title scene? No, I think I think it's fine doing what like going that route. Give Becky like like a dream situation. I think that would be the right feud to carry through the summer because it doesn't impede on any of the other things. But she's got the tag team titles right now, so there's also that. And I'm like, well, who the hell's gonna beat them? Yeah, that that's something that. 
I thought they would have resolved before WrestleMania because then at that point you could have made the women's showcase match for the tag titles, maybe put some stakes on that match. But uh, nope, they just walked in here with the belts and nothing was done with them. This is the f- this is the first time since the tag titles have been around that they weren't defended at WrestleMania. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Broadway Joe says between Raw and tonight, EO is catching her groove again, and it's great to see. I talked to EO the other day. She was very, very proud of that match, and uh, we are proud of one Denise Salcedo who Yo! is joining us live. Denise, how you doing? Well, I'm Kurt. I just got out of the press conference, and I am about walking a mile to my car because SoFi Stadium is freaking huge. And always, also... always safe, Denise Salcedo. Yeah, so, it, no, I'm literally in the Power walker, right by now. the way. Like, if you're walking beside her to a car, it takes forever. Oh, she's As... our fullback. She's our yes. fullback. She just mows people down, and you walk behind her, and you get places. Well, the problem is that I'm pretty slow right now because I got to lug all my stuff, as you can tell. And so it's just, and I have to walk, like, literally go find this building where my car is at. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, oh my God, it was, it's been a freaking crazy night. The press conference was really good. Um, it was very brief, which I really liked. I think it was under an hour, which was phenomenal. And I actually, in particular, really enjoyed, I feel like people should definitely watch um, Sammy Zanes and Kevin Owens and Triple H's because Triple H, um, he kept it brief, but I thought he had some really good stuff because somebody asked him about how he decided um, what match was going to be the main event, and he gave a really good explanation. Like, he he was re- he found a really good way to answer the whole, you know, situation with the women and, you know, what's, you know, what's more important and the storyline and this and that, and I thought he gave a really great answer to that. And then on top of that, uh, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens were really great because they were just like freaking having a grand old time. And so you could really just like see their like friendship and stuff. So that I would say that those two were the best scrums. Uh, I heard that, uh, that Kevin Owens sort of paid tribute to he did. That was Jay really Briscoe nice and Matt Ris- Yeah. So basically what happened was at the top, you know, instantly he was asked about, you know, they were asked about being here in Los Angeles, given their history, um, you know, with PWG. And the first thing he said was that if it wasn't for Super Dragon and if it wasn't for PWG, that they would not have been where they're at right now. And so then afterwards, at the end of the conference, he basically said he basically said that, you know, he wanted to make sure to thank two more people because without those two people they would not be where they're at right now and that's when he basically made sure to shout out um mark and jay briscoe and just said some like really quick but nice respectful things um it was a nice way to end it and i think you can feel it like in the entire room you just felt a wave of like you know respect we're all about respect as you know denise here yep at damn right denise salecto uh, as... Selecto, selecto, <laughs> selecto. What? Is that what I put? It's because I was walking and I only had one hand. That's why I put S and you weren't letting me in. And then I accidentally exited while I was trying to tap. And I was like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shows like, who the hell is S? I said, uh, no, in the private chat, I put, who the fuck is S? Because it was just a dark picture. And I was like, I know, somebody hack our phone. 
phone. I'm on my phone and I didn't know how to use StreamYard on my phone. But check so, it out, bro. It's so fi. The the live experience for the main event. What was that like? Were were you at, did you actually get to see the end this time? Yes, I was on the floor this time. So they had put us on the floor. Well, they put us on the floor. Uh, select people. Just FYI. Well, if anybody select, it's us three right here. <laughs> just ah. No, but no, but for real, it's all real talk though. Um, it was uh, the main event was interesting because people were just like really into it. It was really fucking cold though. So I will tell you much. I think people were just like, you know, freezing type deal. But no, I thought it was a really good uh, main event. Everybody was like really into it. Everybody was kind of like in the fields. I think about like Sammy and Kevin Owens and all of that. But I would say though, that I feel like the biggest reactions, obviously the biggest reactions was seeing Sammy and Kevin Owens get the win, but also it was the Rey Mysterio Dominic thing. Oh. Holy dang, people were going nuts, man. It was like, people were very invested into that. I think that was one of the things where they like really read their audience when it came to that here. It was the perfect place to do all of that stuff. And I think that the way that they did the intro with Eddie's music and Snoop Dogg and the low rider, all of that just like really hit home for a lot of people. And the Charlotte Rhea match, I thought that one was like a really good story that got the crowd really into it as well. And I thought they were um, good too. I would say that maybe the crowd, the, the match that I maybe felt had the least like crowd noises, but maybe that was because I was watching it from a different section was probably the six woman tag, but everything else people were very interested in. Like with Austin and uh, uh, Austin Theory and John Cena, like the heat I felt was really strong for Austin Theory. That was really good. Like the crowd was really giving them a lot. They were, they was a very generous crowd too. Also with the, um, God, the, uh, the, the tag team match. Oh yeah. Did, so in the arena, like uh, we see you know, the movie trailers, did you all get to see the brand new parodies that they put out? No. Well, I didn't oh, see any well, of the them. brand new parodies nuts. You son of a fucking bitch. Woo! <laughs> I'm walking in the goddamn car. And you walked right into that one. You're an asshole. I deserve a bonus for that. I'm here doing this because you were fucking yelling at me the other day saying that I didn't do it. What? And you're you dropped three albums, I'm fucking lost right now, oh. man. <laughs> All right. Well... What now? Is that it? Did I give you all the information you needed? Do you have any more stupid questions? Uh, Denise, congrats on the NXT appearance. You did great. You looked amazing. You, you gave me the biggest scoop that I've ever gotten. Yup. That the bacon in catering was very good, apparently. It really was. I was telling everybody about it. Well, I hope you tell everybody about... Um, the big fat L that you took matched only. We won't go there. We won't go there. But Denise, we're very proud of you here. We thank you for calling in. Uh, I, I feel paid for this. Yeah, you'll get paid. You ain't getting your full rate, but you'll get paid for this. Well, you better you better DM me what I'm getting paid for this. Muted. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> we appreciate her so much. Uh, legitimately we we are so proud of denise like she works so hard she is so incredible she's a great asset not just to us but to wrestling media in general and every Although, time I... 
you putting up Denise takes big fat shits doesn't make me feel any better about my destroyed phone that I dropped in Denise's toilet. toilet. Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, your day should have been spent at the Verizon store instead of whatever you were doing. You had more business at Cricket Wireless than Wale Mania because I would never fish that thing out of there. <laughs> There's no <laughs> chance. It's ruined. It's done. We're good. <laughs> it ain't coming back. Getting a new there phone is tomorrow. No bowl of, there is no bowl of rice <laughs> good enough to, to cure what your phone has right now. Oh, my God. Right now. Will's phone is making robocalls because of what it experienced in that toilet. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, I have a theory and we were speculating, but it's something that I liked. The live look-ins we were getting from around the globe. Mm-hmm. You think What's your theory taped? on this? You think they were taped? And also, I want to go Seth back The Seth Rollins through. one was completely offbeat. And not just offbeat, off-tempo, as if they weren't doing it to the song. Yes. It looked looked like they just filmed people going, one, two, three, ah! And my hope is that I can go back and watch those, and they're all just the same people (laughs) in different places. That'd be a phenomenal rib. But I did like that they did it, because people who don't care like we do probably just were like, oh, neat. But it did make it seem more global. This felt like more of a a presentation. It felt more, as much as the pageantry was there, that was a very sports thing to do. Oh, yeah. No, but honestly, it was an old school thing to do. Like, I know that obviously it was a complete money pit, but I used to love cutting over to WWF New York and being like, look at all these New York fans enjoying WWF on their own time. Uh, but they're still enjoying it the same way that people in an arena would. And I used to love that kind of stuff because it made me feel like, dang, I got to be enjoying this with friends yeah. anywhere I am. And I think that's a that's a good way to sell this kind of stuff. Oh, man, Ray and Dominic. I don't think this could have been much better than... than like I, I love this. I loved every damn bit of it. It is unironically good to me now. Uh the cinnamon toast crunch thing was real weird. I know. I so I, I couldn't weird. get over. I, I could get over it, but it took me a second to get past the fact that there was this brilliant video package that opens this. It was so good. It made it sold the uh, the seriousness of everything that's taken place and how long we've really gotten to know Dominic and seeing the two of them on screen together and his transformation. We saw all of that. We get. Uh, the this excellent excellent dominic mysterio entrance that's way over the top and then we get uh snoop dogg and ray mysterio making their way down uh we get the eddie guerrero entrance all of that and so much amazing production that really got me into this and then cinnamon toast crunch and i thought ooh, that took me out of it for just a second took me out of kind of the seriousness of this but once we got into the match itself i had predicted. I said, this match is going to be a spectacle. By the way, give me my props. I absolutely predicted the spanking spot. I said, that boy is going to be whipped on television by his dad. Um, I The way I wanted to see it happen was I was 
my prediction was that he'd like trip him up like 619 style so he's like bent over the rope and just as he thinks he's gonna like run over he's like nah screw it and then like whip his ass that way but instead we still got it we still got the spot crowd went for it but again we had bad bunny on commentary everything about this felt like a big storied spectacle and a big way to sell us on uh how much has gone on here i felt like dominic um throwing the drink in his sister's face uh he was getting tremendous heat throughout all of this and ray mysterio felt extremely valiant and like he felt like a heroic dad he felt like the guy who's like standing up for his family against uh this asshole son who has been ruining everything he did everything in his power to not have to get to this point but uh 11 years we've been built up to the fact that Rey Mysterio said can't wait to beat my kids and that tweet and he got to beat his kid he did uh the entrances next level both next level yeah very good Dom is brought out with a police escort correctional officers in a in a prison van it was amazing. It was so perfect. He's wearing the Ray mask as well. And it's, I feel like his inexperience is a benefit here because mm-hmm. we get a different type of charisma out of him, but he's really soaking up this heat. And then Ray Mysterio comes out with goddamn Snoop Dogg to nothing but a, <laughs> nothing G, but thing. a G thing. Like, it's not like, oh, we're going to go with, like, maybe an unrecognizable Snoop hit or maybe he'll do something original. No, you went with the Snoop Dogg track. The one everybody knows. That felt great. That was really amazing. And, yeah, and then, like like I said, the Eddie Guerrero, um, coming out to Eddie Guerrero's theme. And it's amazing that after all these years, uh, considering the man's been gone, uh, 18 years and yet we hear viva la raza and as soon as oh, it yeah. hits crowd goes nuts for it it I was great like stuff they, i feel like they dropped the ball just not having cody cover murder was the case that they gave me and doing doing this entrance i feel like that was a thing that they could have done <laughs> will <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen uh, the collective, <laughs> the collective grapsity reaction as I showed them Cody singing "California Love." Uh, Reg got up and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I again, that took my like rooting for Cody percentage down from like ninety-seven to oh, eighty. Still there, but Cody. Oh man. Well, this match was so good. The, the whipping, uh, I got to be honest, one of my favorite scoops of this week was the Latino World Order scoop. I was so mm-hmm. happy about that because Santos Escobar told me during an interview that we released, by the way, he said some very kind things about me, and that was just an incredible honor that made that made me feel really happy. He waited until we were on camera to say it, which meant an awful lot to me, but he told me that he was going to be paying homage uh, to a lot of luchadors and a lot of lucha culture. And I decided to dig a little bit more that day. And they're like, oh, not only is he going to pay homage to, you know, uh, to his family and, and to the Vianos, but we're bringing back the LWO. And I was like, no, but really, what are you doing? And he's like, it, this person is like, the LWO, we got shirts, they're being presented to them, and they're going to be the Latino world order moving forward. 
And I was like, there's no way. And then I saw the smoking gun on that, and I was like, oh, okay. And then tonight, as we reported on FightfulSelect.com, internally, they were not listed as Legato del Fantasma. They were the LWO. And those shirts are going to sell like fucking crazy, Will. Absolutely. I I fully agree with that. I think that, uh, honestly... I know I'm one to kind of harp on nostalgia sometimes, but I think that this is one where um, it's a much more marketable name than Legato del Fantasma. And uh, I think that, look, it's it's those shirts were always a great look. Uh, the, the take on the Mexican flag with the NWO logo, it was always a great look. Those shirts were popular back then. I think the way WWE is able to capitalize on nostalgia and sell shirts the way they do, now nah, we're going to see this at a lot of events. I'm I'm so excited for those those involved as well. This is going to be big for them. The frog splash from Dom. I thought it, I I almost bought it because I was like, where does it go from here? But we got a fellow by the name of Bad Bunny on commentary too. We broke that news on FightfulSelect.com. Ex- exactly what he'd be doing and the angle that's going to be uh, em- emanating from that. Uh, and we talked to a lot of people about how important that Puerto Rico show is for really cultivating things in that area. But you had the LWO involved, you had Judgment Day involved, and man, I, I just want you to please get something for Damian Priest to do that is more than him just being ringside. I think he's too good to do that. But I can't. I think they're going to go towards Ray and Bad Bunny against Priest and Dominic. And I hope so, because that sounds like a good match. But Ray gets that win, and this has just been a good story. This turn from a joke, this turn from like a, oh, edge and judgment day, to damn, they're separated. And as a result, that separation, taking them away from each other on a weekly basis, giving Ray carrying Cross for a while, giving Dom, Johnny for a little bit, you get that separation. And then when they get back together over the holidays every time, as it turns out, it creates something very cool. And they found out what worked. Paul Heyman used to say, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. They just accentuated every single negative that Dom had because that's all that he had (laughs) and made it and just played on it. And it ended up working out great, Will. It did. And I think that Dominic feels so much more. Like when you, I couldn't believe it when they showed that shot of Ray and Dominic as tag team champions from two years ago when they showed it in the video package and how far he's come, how far they have evolved his look and evolved him into this kind of this scumbag and made him so hateable. But he's honestly one of my favorite parts of the show at this point. And I'm sure you can pull up a clip of me literally saying a year ago, oh my God, Dominic is the worst part of this show. And uh, I love this. This was just excellent stuff. Also, I want to shout out Joaquin Wilde, who's come a long way from DJZ in TNA and getting to be at WrestleMania in his hometown. That's got to be very, very cool for him. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair was awfully cool for me. That's what we're headed to after we get through these Super Chats. But let's let's get into those. Almost skipped them over. Night Track says, Aaliyah got soaked like Will's phone did. <laughs> What's the percentage? Wood says, I'm listening to the podcast while doing Lyft and my passenger in the back, 
who watches no wrestling, heard Sean say Snoop Dogg driving Rey Mysterio, and suddenly she's asking me 40 questions about it. That's And that's why you have Snoop Dogg do things like that. Uh, AK Germany says, do the cinnamon crunches go with the prime drink? No, but listen, I'm not even getting paid, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch is delicious. It is phenomenal. Uh, Adam Weller says, can't wait for this distressingly generic music that replaces nothing but a G thing on the network. Eventually in Ray's entrance, tonight was great. It was great, and that was a very, very cool special thing. Call Me Crazy says, make the women's tag belts combined into a mid-card. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Uh, I, I, Well, if, if you mean combine the NXT and men's tag, women's tag team titles in the main roster, sure. I'm cool Are you with just that. saying make them one belt? How would you do that? How no, no, not one yeah, title. I, I mean, I, I, one set of titles. I, but I, I, but when they say make them combined and present them as a mid card belt, oh, that yeah, made yeah. me think that how how could you possibly turn tag titles into a singles title? It's almost absurd enough to make me want to see how that could be done. But no, I don't think that's the way to go. Brian Martin says my last super chat was about Vince. By the way, I forgot to mention his name. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know where that one is. Uh, I'll have to have, uh, have Luis tag or tag that one. But Michael Key says bacon. I said bacon. Auntie Collins says I'm behind, but Logan Paul wasn't terrible. No, he's, he's been good during his, his appearances. Michael Key says, I heard Denise takes, takes big fat shits. True or no. That's true. I can, can confirm. Also, I can confirm Rhea, Charlotte, they killed it. It seemed like they were proving a point. Well, um, they yes. shouldn't have been the main event. I no. they absolutely shouldn't have been. Uh, all due respect to them, I do not buy Charlotte's. But we've been building this three years. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You beat her a bunch of times, and there was there was no payoff to it until now. But it, it just wasn't. It wasn't that. But what this was was a phenomenal match. Oh my god, what a phenomenal match this was, Will. This, I think, is an all-timer in terms of women's matches at WrestleMania. Um, I think this is an all-timer in terms of uh, Charlotte's career and some of the best matches she's ever had. Uh, I think, yeah, when you talk about the main event argument, um, and people were making the argument, I saw on Twitter that, hey, they had a great match. See, it could have been the main event. No, look, uh, and I saw somebody respond to that with, nobody would ever say Shawn Michaels versus um Kurt Angle should have main evented WrestleMania 21 but it was the best match on that show you can have an excellent match and still recognize the biggest story with the biggest investment should be the main event um but I think that these two had something to prove I have felt about Rhea Ripley for a long time that um going back to honestly 2019 I've always said that Rhea Ripley has all the tools but something is missing and I couldn't figure it out even when she was Raw Women's Champion back in 2021 um, there was always something missing to me. And uh, I think that the Judgment Day gave her that extra... Th- it was the one thing where, you know, you've seen it time and time again. You've seen wrestlers that have all of the tools, but there's just the right right angle hasn't come along. The right story, whatever it is they're missing, hasn't quite hit to put them over the top. And um, her transition in the Judgment Day to becoming who she is today and having Dominic Mysterio with her, but then also just the confidence that's come with her since then, I think has put her in this position to feel more and more like she deserves to be at the top of a women's division. And I think this performance 
was what they needed to crown that. I think Charlotte has felt for a long time she's needed a performance like this to prove that she is everything she's always said she is. Uh, and I think this, it, it built itself up well. It got the crowd invested. Um, Charlotte really didn't play up against the fact that the crowd did not want her to win. There were a lot of yeah. boos for pretty much every single thing she did. But she didn't ignore it. She very much did the the rock thing you do here in WrestleMania 18 it. You, okay, this is how you're going to react to me? Then this is how I'm going to wrestle. And uh, I thought that uh, some of the... Honestly, I thought it was... It had hit a high gear when... Uh, why am I drawing a blank on Rhea's finisher? Um, Riptide. Riptide, there it goes. But I thought when that first Riptide was hit, I was like, okay... You know, we've hit a gear, and if it ends right here, I'm okay with that. And then I thought from the time that Riptide hit till the end of the match, I just thought it was in fifth gear the rest of the time. It was so good, so excellent. The exchanges back and forth, uh, and the the knockout finish that saw Charlotte knocked out on the ring post, uh, allowing her to hit Riptide from the second rope. All looked excellent. All great stuff. Crowd was into this. And I was, I like I said, I think this is one of the best women's matches to take place at WrestleMania, which is a very, very, to me, high mark considering how much I loved Bianca's last two WrestleMania yeah. matches. This was Three all-timers in a row. Three all-timers. That's what you want to see. The riptide into the DDT, amazing. Uh, the German suplexes, both of them. From the top rope, and then the one where Charlotte went face down, ass up in the ring, and just ate canvas and said, to hell with it, I'm going to keep going. Both of those were amazing. The physicality added so much. They just tethered themselves together in the ring and beat the brakes off of each other. And then, oh, one of my favorite spots was the fake ref bump, where they teased the ref bump, and they're like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. Because you gotta Shout have out those Jessica. too. Because in that or that scene of theory match, it was like, eh. and he fell over. I was like, come on. But I think my favorite visual was Charlotte eating that ring post and just going dead up there. Give so, me a defining moments figure of that. I love that. However, I think what killed that for me, and it was the only complaint I have was the post-match of Charlotte basically having to laugh it off uh, sitting on the outside. I think the fact that we just saw her go dead on the ring post, I think she should have just been out selling for the rest of that time. I didn't want to see her sitting up going, oh, you sure got me. I hate that yep. in the moments where we just saw her knocked out. I would have rather her sold that while Rhea just celebrated. And that was my only complaint here. Uh but otherwise, I thought everything else was great. Charlotte needed to win this. She is just Charlotte needed to oh, win. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rhea needed to win this. My bad. My bad. Like, are you complaining about the finish here? No, 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 no. Rhea <laughs> needed to win this. She is impossibly over. A future WrestleMania main event is Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. I don't want them doing that match until it main events WrestleMania. To me. It's a slam dunk. It is very, very easy. To me, Shield three-way. They never did it at WrestleMania. Women's 
four four horsemen main event. They never did it for for years and years. We were stuck with part timers. This is the first time in a long time that you've got main events with like active regular performers. And I know some people will say, well, Roman's part time. He's been the champion for two and a half years. You've got your modern stars doing this. And this should have been the case a long time ago. And I want to see those two in a hot angle. I keep saying I want to see a Peter Griffin versus the chicken storyline. And Bianca... They just can't stop beating the shit out of each other. That's very good. I like that. In fact, I want to see Bianca and Rhea. And they're on different brands, right? So you can justify keeping them away from each other. But they're the alphas. They are the absolute alphas. I want to see them roll out in, in the ring like during a men's match. And even the men are like, we got to stop what we're doing to stop this shit. This is too much. Like, I want to see them dominate the show when they're around each other to where like Adam Pierce was like, I can't book you all in the same pay-per-view because I'm worried about what's going to happen. If you guys are there even booked against other people, it is such a common sense story. And I believe those are the two biggest badasses on that roster. And they would look at each other and just be like, no, fuck you for existing. Like, get out of here. Like, I, that's what I want. That's that's exactly what I want. And build that way. I'm going to add on to that. And this probably isn't a thing Sean wants, but it's a thing I want because I'm done with brand splits at this stage. But if you walk away from this WrestleMania with Bianca Belair as Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, SmackDown Women's Champion, and you've merged all your other belts, I don't think there's a better match to eventually get to that point of merging those two than... Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. That's what CJ CJ Dar says. Book it to main event Mania forty right now. Sure. James, James Stalling says, "Did you see her earring fell out of her ear being Rhea?" I can't say that was something I noticed, but uh, I'm sure they. I'm sure a lot of piercings. Like if she if she walked in there with all of her face piercings, she's bleeding. She's bleeding right now. We got uh, Call Me Crazy saying, good night one. Wonder if they're going to do a draft for Mania. It'd be about the only way they can split the titles without devaluing the title holder. I feel like Rhea should feud with Liv first, and if Liv loses, she joins Judgment Day. Dom versus Ray at Survivor Series uh, or at SummerSlam. What do you think about Liv joining uh, Judgment Day? I don't know about a draft yet. I'm trying to find out. And also, I, I don't know if I just want them to just take a title. I would rather the champion just be on all the shows. That's what I would prefer. Yeah. Do the champ. You're the champion. Do the champion schedule. Yes. That's what I want to see. That's uh, because again, when it comes to, I think I just unplugged my headphones, so I can't hear anything at the moment. Uh, But when it comes to, there we go. I can hear now. I want to see either go all in or don't do it at all. Um, yeah. but that's why I'm not a big fan of the halfway things. And when I say go all in, I also mean you got to split the the PLEs. Otherwise, uh, uh, yeah. The, otherwise, you're always going to have somebody come off better than the other because you're sure because of the way uh, you're learning Ra- them. Ryan says, uh, "Hey Sean, just wanted to say I thought everyone on the show was phenomenal. Great main event. Rhea and Charlotte stole the show. Do you think Vince will be involved at the shows moving forward since he was giving feedback?" Or is it just for mania? Again, I suspect that if he weasels his way back in, it will be him hanging around for four straight shows and then being like, ah, I guess I'm back. Ha ha ha. 
All right. Uh, there are talent that believe that he's back. And we had posted a lot of that speculation, like the return of yellow highlighted stuff, which means you're reading it verbatim. Some, some slight gimmick changes to the way that Vince preferred. There are some signs. To me, there are some big signs still missing. Bruce Pritchard's out there doing media interviews outright saying, like, nope, he ain't doing it. He ain't doing it. Creative has not talked to Vince as of right now. Like, they they aren't getting that. There are a lot of people that I talk to in creative that are like, I know there are some people on the talent roster that see the signs, but we don't see the signs yet. So I do trust them. Jake Salazar says, Charlotte honestly has that hangman page style of offense where she's when she's in the match, she's so awesome to watch. She's the best women's wrestler in the entire world when she wants to be. I think she can be the best women's performer in the world. I don't know about like in-ring technique and wrestling, but I always buy into Charlotte in big matches, Will. Even, even if I don't go in excited, she's got this way of making me be like, okay, this is important. Yeah. Uh, and I, and again, you can tell when Charlotte's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder and this match felt like Charlotte with a chip on her shoulder. And when she has that, she is almost unstoppable as a performer. And I think that's what we needed to see here. Sam as Sam says day two better be taking notes because day one was 10, 10. The match was amazing. Rhea and Charlotte beat the crap out of each other. Main event, main evented Dom deserved the belt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> street profits are amazing as always logan versus seth is a banger amazing night i had said this on denise's prediction show i thought the street profits were an easy pick to win too because they are an act that you want people that you want the casual fan to be like who the hell are they because they're really undeniable when you see them like from their presentation to their music to just the way they move the way that they they work in the ring so i was very happy to see that uh ricardo says Charlotte was all smiles after putting over Rhea. Yeah, but there is kind of the, you see that and it's kind of the the Hogan taking attention from Warrior type of thing. Yeah, and that was the piece I didn't like about it. I just thought, again, because she looked like she was knocked out cold, you should have just left it there. Yeah. Duckman says, Ray's homage to the great Muta with his gear, though. Yeah, that was, I saw that. I got a real good look at it. I was paying more attention to the match than his mask, and then I saw it, uh, from the scrum stuff oh it looks so cool looks so cool well miz and snoop dogg are out to announce the attendance for tonight or i should say claim the attendance for uh the night let me let me see what 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 was the number here i know it ended in 97 uh, yes <laughs> yes it was it was uh eight eighty thousand four hundred ninety seven, mm-hmm. and the miz makes an open challenge because he's goaded into it by Snoop Dogg. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right, Bobby Lashley's going to come out, put him in a full Nelson. Cool. I wasn't even thinking like Austin or Orton or anybody. But Pat McAfee came out, and I was like, oh, cool. And immediately, this WWE match fielded a better football team than the Houston Texans. <laughs> because George Kittle came out. George Kittle. Walloped. Walloped the Miz with a clothesline. This, I have to give props to WWE for, in this sense, capturing everybody, and I'm sure there's going to be more, every celebrity who's ever even hinted that professional wrestling is for them. I feel like 
when you know we've heard from George Kittle plenty about how much he he loves professional wrestling, not just WWE, but he loves pro wrestling. We've seen Lil Uzi Vert who performed here. We've seen him in AEW, yes. and uh, to basically go, nah, these guys are all going to be at WrestleMania. We've seen Snoop Dogg do so much with this company forever, um, and other things. I think all of this was good capitalization. Now. I've been pretty open about the fact that uh, two of my least favorite uh, people on TV are Pat McAfee and The Miz. And so uh, as these two came out, Reg messages me and he goes, this has got to be Will's favorite segment right now. And I'm like, yes, I am dying right now because uh, I hate both of these people. And uh, here we are with The Miz and Pat McAfee. And I thought, of course they're having a match. This is... This is the moment where I get taken out of the show. But luckily, we knew what this was going to be. Uh, it's it's basically a, a bit of a comedy beat up on The Miz type thing. Miz isn't exactly ready, but he gets goaded into it. Um, I did like Pat McAfee calling him out on lying about the tweet. Because for a moment, I was actually buying the fact that, oh, did Miz post something that I never saw? Okay, whatever. Uh, I didn't even question him not actually throwing out a challenge. And when Pat McAfee says, I live on social media, you did not make an open challenge because <laughs> I would have answered it. Yeah. But I'm here to answer it now. Uh, I like that bit. That was uh, good on calling out the, the Miz. And uh, I thought that was good, funny stuff. But this is the comedy segment. And we got what we were going to get out of this. Uh, how did you like it, Sean? I thought it was fairly quick and painless. That's that's how I felt. I thought it was an appropriate WrestleMania moment. You've got Pat McAfee, Snoop Dogg. You got Snoop Dogg making the match. You got George Kittle involved. I thought that it was it was good in that sense, and it didn't go way too. It didn't teeter into Vince McMahon beating up Pat McAfee territory. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to me, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. Bizarro Big L says, "Not sure how I feel about Corey Graves being a." I don't know what, what that word is. Uh, like I don't even know. If, it, it might be a slur for all I know. I don't know what the word is. Because I'd rather have seen, uh, I'd rather Sean a 1,000 seasons, oh, seen a 1,000 seasons of Marvin Lewis mediocrity. Nice to see Big E, if uh, only a commercial for now. Rhea, Sammy, and KO deserve the wins. Sean should tell Vince how to grow his mustache. I, it's a lost cause. Absolutely lost cause. But I, you know, the Big E tribute at Wale Mania had me feeling things, and I don't know, but we'll talk about that at another time. But Thomas Gidlow says, with seven matches on night one plus the extra match, six scheduled for night two, how's that like? how likely is it we're getting another unannounced match? Well, I think that the Roman-Cody match is going to be exceptionally long. Uh, Edge can't Those even Those guys are think getting an it. hour and five, I bet. Yeah, Edge can't think about a match without it going long. Bianca and Oscar are going to get some time. I think there, there's, I think there's a chance maybe they don't add something, but there's also, I, I mean, there's, there's still a chance. But Ryan Martin says Sean fans have been saying Bray's in L.A. Do you think he'll be involved in night two in any way? Even if Bray is is under the weather, like I've said, you can integrate him without him competing because he's Bray Wyatt. He can. It is worth noting, though, everyone is in L.A. Literally, Hero was at Supercard of Honor last night. He was. Trinity Fatu was at Supercard of Honor last night. 
So everybody's there. I think Mercedes was running around too. So Broadway, I don't know about, by the way, before anybody aggregates that, I don't mean at ROH, so chill out. Uh, Broadway Joe says, especially with Cole going full, Charlotte's the goat after the match. Very much felt like Charlotte's Hulkamania will live forever moment. She did tell me like three days ago she wants to break her dad's record. So I don't know if she's going to hang him up or anything. But uh, listen what you all need to do, guys. You need to hang up those other trimmers before you bust open your ball sack. You don't want to look like Maki Ito and Nick Gage's opponents the other night. Use manscaped.com and the code FIFA. You get 20% off all of their great products and free shipping. And we're not talking just about that, that weed whacker near ear and nose hair trimmer. We're not just talking about the Platinum Package 4.0, the Performance Package 4.0, you know, stuff that takes care of your balls with that beautiful lawnmower. They're taking care of your beard. With the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Get it now and you get formulations, a trimmer, beard shampoo, beard oil, a beard comb, a beard brush, and scissors, and an AC adapter and USB cable. They've got a great deal on that. It is the best beard trimmer that I've ever used. But they don't stop there. They've got a skin and hair care kit. They've also got boxers. they got a little bit of everything. they got full body shower kits. They're taking care of you everywhere in the bathroom when it comes to your grooming needs manscaped.com and the code fightful they just have a a variety of options for you so if you want to combine any of those they probably have a kit that's going to work out for you like i said they've got those great trimmers from your ears to your nose to your beard to your nutsack to your to your parodies as we called them earlier manscaped.com and the code fightful we thank them so much for sponsoring this show it's time main event get your super chats get your humper chats in kevin owens and Sami Zayn are the undisputed tag team champions we see little, i know little uzi vert which again this is not something that i think that we we see under a Vince McMahon led WWE, like main event of WrestleMania. Well, Uzi Vert, um, Vince does not know who that is. He'd say, What Florida Georgia line isn't available? <laughs> and then he would be like, What what about Flow Rider? Do we can we just combine them and do Flow Rider Georgia line? How about that? It's WrestleMania. We can do it. No, Lil Uzi Vert is not something that... Somebody get me Glenn Fry. Like I told you, he's 80 years old and he's dead. Uh, There you go. But but that that made the Usos feel very special in that moment. It very much did. You know, somebody said, uh, how cool is it that the dreams must have come true of the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to get to main event WrestleMania? And I thought about this and went... Whose dream was this? Because this is beyond a dream come true. The Usos and tagging with each other and knowing that they were going to be a tag team for their entire careers couldn't have possibly envisioned themselves main eventing WrestleMania. First tag team title match to ever ever Mania. And the second tag match to ever do it. The, and the first f- without a celebrity. And thinking about how even Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, if the two of them ever saw themselves in a WrestleMania main event, 
Not a chance they ever saw it in a tag match. Not a chance they ever got to see themselves doing it together. At best, against each other. Um, second runner-up, probably one of them getting the spot and the other one helping them celebrate it. Sure. But for the, the... The Eddie Benoit, yeah. Yeah, but for this moment to be a tag team championship match in a scenario that the only way you could have ever seen this happen is if the story was so good... It deserved it. And the story here had been so good that it deserved the main event of WrestleMania night one, but it still deserved the spot. And they got to send the fans home in the happiest way possible. Uh, I was all about the PWG references here. Again, I love the fact that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have no problems paying homage to what brought them to the table, paying homage to what brought them to the dance. They, the two of them will never, ever talk down their indie careers. As a matter of fact, they are, they are quite the opposite. They know where they came from. They know what brought them here. And to see them in their gear pay homage to that made me very, very happy. I loved and, the, the contrast that we saw in their entrances, too. Like, there was very little pageantry. In fact, they were going back to, to basics. They were going mm-hmm. back to PWG in their, their gear and their presentation, while the Usos, you know, they had little Uzi Vert bring them out. Like, it was, yeah. it was a, a very big contrast there. Uh, I also loved the fact that, uh, because I know there's been people complaining pretty much since Elimination Chamber that, dang, you didn't give Sami Zayn his moment. This felt like Sami Zayn's moment. And uh, I've been trying to tell folks, I said for a long time, Sami Zayn's beef was not, you know, it was with Roman, but uh, ultimately his beef from the very beginning, when Roman was taking him in and they were having those great segments, the person who had the biggest issue with him was Jay Uso. And Sami Zayn's story and payoff was all revolved around Jay Uso. And I love that this match played up into that. Uh, but... Even talking about the entrances, they still gave Sammy the biggest shine. Kevin Owens came out, and you could tell Kevin Owens is just so excited to see his friend feel this over at WrestleMania. And they gave Sami Zayn the big entrance. The crowd was going nuts for Sammy. They wanted to see Sammy. They sang his theme song. They chanted for him. They cheered for him. This felt like the biggest thing that's happened to WWE Tag Team Championships in my lifetime. And... Uh, and I haven't even talked about the match yet. I'm literally just talking about the presentation and entrances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, a quick plug for FightfulSelect.com. We will have some news on at least the rundown for tomorrow uh, as of tomorrow morning, at, which can and often does change. Literally, Brock Lesnar in the past has said, hey, uh, can you just move my match up? I want to get the hell out of here at WrestleMania. And that's happened before. But you know, it's it's funny because Sammy and Kevin are in this spot, and oftentimes they're looked at as the guys that WWE doesn't use right. But look back at their WrestleMania history, not just solo, but collectively. Like, they've got a great WrestleMania history together. They were in that that uh, ladder match that Zack Ryder won that was maybe the best match on that show. You could put it up there with the, the women's triple threat match. Yeah, uh, it was they, at that show. I have, like, yeah. I have a poster of it on... Uh, yeah. Literally, here we have they, all the participants. They teamed together against Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan's return match to wrestling. Just watched compete- that today. Yeah, they competed against each other 
at Raymond James Stadium. But then solo, Kevin Owens beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And Kevin Owens closed WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Sami Zayn had one of the most fun matches I have ever seen in my entire life with Johnny Knoxville. Sami Zayn beat Brian Danielson at WrestleMania. Like, these two have a great WrestleMania history regardless. Now, there have been times they've been off the show or left off the show, and that sucks. But, man, they, they've done it. They've came here. They re-signed even, and they've shown that they made a great decision. And uh, this match just showed it. Like, they – it was so emotional, and, like, I love the – we're just going to kick Sammy in the head over and over and over and over again thing from the jump. They added the emotion to it because this is so much of what we've seen in the bloodline. We've seen them isolate one person, whether it be two or four guys and beat the hell out of them. And I thought that really set the tone for the match. It did. And uh, I think on the other side of that, the, the Usos basically getting what was coming to them in a lot of different ways. Uh, we saw this match really be the the culmination of everything that we've seen in Bloodline-style matches. There was a lot of emotion, a lot of dialogue in the matches, or in the match itself. Um, and the way that they were isolating Sammy, beating him down, talking down to him, you never, you were never part of the Bloodline, or you should have stuck with the Bloodline, like all the things they were saying to him uh, throughout the match. Uh was played up in a good way. I thought, honestly, the the ending tag that brought Sami Zayn into the ring was, in my view, thinking about, obviously, what was the, what did they say, eighty thousand fans up there. I can't think of a hotter tag I've ever seen yeah, in yeah. my life. Uh, as Kevin Owens reached out for Sami Zayn tag that man into the ring crowd going insane and uh and him hitting that string of haluva kicks uh to take down jay uso i thought it was the most poetic way to end that match and uh just as jimmy makes his way in for that third one the stunner but they had so many other finisher sequences that um with believable moments of uh believable false finishes um the 1d uh, that Sami Zayn took. We thought that was it. He kicked out. Uh, we saw the Uso splash on Kevin Owens. He kicked out. And these were finisher kickouts I was okay with because both of those finishes yeah. had been protected for so long that in the main event of WrestleMania, you, for half a second, you're thinking, is this it? This can't be it. You can't do this to Kevin and Sami. And then they didn't. And again, to give us that feel-good finish with the three Haluva kicks, the stunner on Jimmy Uso, and to let Sammy pin Jay Uso, the man who's been the thorn in his side, the man who stabbed him in the back, the man that told him he loved him in a court of law, kind of. Uh, I just thought all of this felt amazing. And to see them get their moment, for them to get those titles, and to celebrate going off the air, pyro, tears streaming down, a happy ending to WrestleMania. And we're starting to see the first fra fractures in the bloodline in three years. My God, this is the best thing. I, wa I want to see him shattered. I want to see him shattered so bad. I, I thought 
at one point that we were going to see this end with a brain buster and a package pile driver. I thought I halfway thought that Kevin Owens is about to package pile driver one of those Usos through the table. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, damn, because we saw about as close as we're going to get to the brain busta on the apron. And I was like, oh, shit, are they going there? And I know Kevin's wanted to do that package pile driver for a very, very long time. But this just worked out well. And also early in that match when Kevin's like Swanton outside, bam. It's like, all right, cool. This is how this is going to be then. All right. Uh, Kilo Johnny says main event made me blow through my $70 bag nail biter. It was a nail biter and it was important. This is the type of thing that FTR wanted when they, when they asked for their release, this is one of the reasons they wanted the tag team titles to be presented as something important because they knew it could be. Now I'm not saying they're at all responsible for this, but right now you have the tag team titles in a situation where they can be every person that is a wrestling fan and will I sure as hell know you can, can identify with teaming with their brother, their cousin, their friend, even their sister and saying, I want to be a tag team champion. I want to accomplish something with somebody that I love and care about. And that's what we saw. We saw two best friends who have, fought each other who have made up who have been through trials and tribulations take the titles from two men who were born together that is that is a very relatable thing for a lot of people and when you have more ingredients to play off of there are a lot more emotions involved because there are extra layers to it but like i said even in thinking about two brothers who saw themselves as a future tag team, two best friends who saw themselves as a future tag team. None of them pictured that as the main event of WrestleMania, but we had such a perfect storm of events to get us here. It felt special. It felt good. I'm still on a high about it all. Me too. Got some more super chats before we wrap up. Dibio says, super happy for Sammy. Best WWE storyline ever. It's one of the best I've ever seen. Bar none. Our friend Drew Nicholas, big thank you for this very generous super chat. We love that guy. He says, don't think I felt so completely satisfied with the main event story match finish since Brian at Mania 30. They did everything right in this match. I'm so happy for Sammy and KO. I feel like I might have been for Bianca if they would have built it better, but the build was so bad. The build was so bad, and I was just satisfied that she had a match of the year candidate there, and, and they got the main event. And that became like a a semi-normal thing. But yeah, I think Daniel Bryan is probably where I'm at there. And WrestleMania used to be like the send the fans home happy show. And in Vince's older years, I mean, he quite literally said, fuck them about a (laughs) WrestleMania match. When when it was brought up, hey, the fans don't want to see Kurt Angle face Baron Corbin. He said, well, fuck them. It's what I want. I just watched, because I mentioned I, I watched Kevin and Sammy versus Shane and Brian from WrestleMania 34, and I ended up fast-forwarding to the end of WrestleMania 34, and I forgot about just that complete deflating finish of Brock just yeah. F5 on Roman, 1, 2, 3. We're like, what? I know none of us wanted Roman to win, but none of us wanted it to just end that way. And I said uh, on Twitter that this was the first time in a long time WrestleMania has always felt like the biggest show WWE does. But there are a lot of shows that can tend to feel like the best. I think like last year, a lot of people felt like Clash at the Castle or Clash at the Castle was the best show maybe that they put on last year. 
this is the first time in a long time where it felt like the biggest and the best were one and the same. And yeah. to go off the way it did, feeling the way it did, with all the emotions it did, I couldn't have asked for a better night than tonight. Oh, man. Felt really, really good about this. Uh, the Rock sent a message to the WWE Universe. He said, I'm so excited, not only for all the matches, but especially the main event with my cousin, Roman Reigns, the entire bloodline, Jimmy J. Solo. We're proud of you guys. Kick ass, electrify. It's in our blood. Who knows? Maybe, just maybe down the road, I'll see you in person. Maybe. I'll leave it at that. Of course, his opponent, a man I have tremendous love and respect for, Cody Rhodes. He's my boy. And he talks about their history. But uh, I mean, this just sounds some like nerve. this sounds like the rock got being some nerve. <laughs> this is the rock being the rock. The audacity of this son of a bitch will. <laughs> I mean, Look, legitimately, Rock and Roman never needed a title. Ever, no, ever, never. All that needs is the Rock looking at, say, somebody beats Roman. The Rock just walks down to the ring, he shakes his head, he picks the layup, and he carries it to the back. And he's like, you've never been the tribal chief. That's it. That's all it needs. It needs something like that. The family is just as important as the championship. That's all it needs. Yeah, I don't want to see, honestly, them with the titles. Uh, I thought that would have been a mistake had that happened this year. Because one, you throw predictability out. Nobody thinks The Rock's walking out champion. Nobody thinks The Rock cares about being champion. The Rock has not shown any desire to be champion. Uh, And I wouldn't have wanted to see that anyway. I'm I'm glad everything is where it is. We got Anna Rudd saying The Rock teased that confrontation. He agrees The Rock uh, reigns is better without a title. I agree. I completely agree. Chris said, how many times did KO and Zayn visualize talk about headlining Mania while driving back roads to indie shows together 20 years ago? Dream fulfilled. I wonder if they thought it was a possibility. Like, I would love to talk to them and be like, was this something that you considered as a real possibility? Like, because with Kevin Owens, like, he just, he's not the prototypical WrestleMania main eventer. And he's done it twice, twice now. Done it twice I think he at got, best they would have pictured it against each other, but never yeah. a, as a team. And and what Kevin Owens has been able to do is to do it by bringing maybe the biggest box office draw in wrestling history out of retirement and w- winning the tag team titles for the first time ever on WrestleMania. And there, there's one little tidbit I want to mention before we finish up these Super Chats. There was like a seed planted a couple years ago where Kevin Owens in a promo with Brian Danielson was like, you know, I've never held the tag team titles and I really, really want to do that. And he was pitching a team to Danielson and it didn't work. But the fact that he said that before this angle, he just said, I want that. I want that to happen. That's also why whenever Sheamus wins that Intercontinental title, it's going to mean something because he's mentioned this well before. I want to. I want to win that too. Uh, so I, I just love that. Uh, R. Harris says, "Do you think Oscar will win?" I don't. I want Bianca to win, and then I want Bianca to start acting like she is every bit as good as she thinks she is. I would. I want to see like some Rob Van Dam out of Bianca Belair, where she knows that she can do things that other people can't do, and like she's a legitimately humble person. But when you're that good for that long and nobody can stop you, 
I feel like you would start to get some of that Rob Van Dam in you. I just don't want some dumb asshole blowing a whistle behind her through the whole match. <laughs> Ryan Jackson says, is there legitimate heat between Seth and Cody due to or due to the main event or due to Cody main eventing? I don't know about now. I know they did used to legitimately have heat. I'm talking like years and years ago. Ryan Martin says, just wanted to point out, Roman only raised one title at the end of SmackDown. Do you think they pull a swerve before the main event and say it's just for the WWE title? If they do, that is such a dog shit bait and switch. Oh, I would burn my Peacock subscription so badly if that happened. Uh, mainly because I have said for a long time, I've seen people pitching the scenarios where, you know, what if Roman is pinned, but it's only for one title or this, this, and this. Look, Roman is the guy. He is the guy in the industry. And he has three things that he has strongly going for him. He has not been beaten in almost four years. He holds the universal title and has held it for 940-something days. And he has been WWE champion for a year. He has three things. If any scenario walks away with him losing one of those things and not the others, it's a disaster. It yeah. has to be all three of those things have to go down at once. He's beaten. He's lost the titles. All of it's gone. He has too much gain now to lose any piece of it at once. I All of it's completely gotta go. Completely agree with you because I think it undermines the value of one title if you do that. If you do that, I and if you wanted to get one title off the guy, you could have had him not get pinned in a triple threat or something like that along the way. Like I just uh. Jr. says the third haluva kick, the frame where Sammy was in his element, hair blowing in the wind, had tears in my eyes. That's why you do it, man. That's why you watch it for those those emotions. Yeah. Adam Weller says tonight's main event felt like Stadium Rock PWG. All the spots and kickouts you'd expect. Great pacing. Time for the crowd to take part in. It was one of those storytelling matches where you, you got the emotion, but you also got the action, and one lended to the other. Sean Garner says with the Usos losing, does this mean that Roman is retaining, or do you still see him losing to Cody? I think the whole empire's got to crumble because you need a categorical shift on these shows. I think uh, Roman's last few defenses have all had interference from the Usos. I think if you now set up a scenario where, where are the Usos? Jay got his head kicked in. We should not see him at all tomorrow. I think that that should be the story of Roman for the first time in a long time is on his own. And being on his own, can he do it? And the answer should be no, he cannot. To me... The most fascinating story is where where are the Usos? What happens with the bloodline? Because ideally, why wouldn't these guys just go right back after the titles if they lose them? Well, if Jimmy and Jay aren't there because one brother is legitimately taking care physically of the other one, he's, he'd rather be there for his brother than his cousin in, in a time of need. Ooh, that's good. And then you got the, well, what's Solo going to do? Because he's very loyal to Roman, but also those are his brothers. Yeah. Oh, God damn, I want it. <laughs> I, that's the story I want. I want Roman to signal to the ramp for something and nobody comes. And that's yeah. what ends up being his downfall and Cody defeats him. That That's my ideal ending there. <laughs> Call me crazy says, what do you think Sammy whispered to Jay after the first Haluva kick? 
something about the tribal chief. Like if it were if it were Sammy in character, he probably said something like you were the tribal chief all along or something like that, like or you should have been the tribal chief. I don't know. Any any theories? Um no. Uh I, I saw he said something and I didn't even think about it other than I didn't either. Uh, I just made something up on the spot. Will, come on, what are we doing here? <laughs> Denise, I don't. Denise takes big fat shits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I promise, guys, we're about to wrap up. We've got a few more. RS says Sammy's wife in tears at the end had all the small touches that make this story feel real. It was real. It was friends. It was brothers. It was it was hard work. It was emotion. It was all those things. Anna Rudd says, with so many baby faces going over, I feel like Zane Owens might be the emotional peak of the show. Fear the heels might get their due in night two, and Reigns retains. I'll say this. I don't have any insight on that, but again, this is a, hey, Disney, you like putting smiles on faces. You like happy endings, right? And guys, everybody's going to claim they're out on WWE because they're not going to say, oh, my God, yeah, well, we gotta buy, we need to buy that publicly. They're not going to send old dude out on CNBC to say, yeah, man, tell them we're super pumped to, to bid against ourselves. That's what we want to do. They're not going to do that. And WWE is not going to take no for an answer until they, you know, they get the best deal or else Vince might not sell the damn thing. So I think there's a good opportunity that they're like, we say we put smiles on faces. We're going to show you guys that we do that. And I thought that they're, they're doing that really good uh, this weekend. Tony says best match of the night was Rhea and Charlotte, but KO and Sammy against Usos was the main event. Also love the PWG logo on KO and Sammy's gear. I, You know what? I don't disagree with that. I think Rhea and Charlotte absolutely killed it. They were the best match, and I thought that KO and Zayn were the main event. In Simmons says amazing moment for Kevin and Sammy, but not going to lie. Seeing Sammy and Roman would have been better. Just watching Sammy from last to now was amazing. But congrats on Sammy becoming a Grand Slam. After I disagree. What I, I, I disagree too, but you, you share your thoughts. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think WrestleMania, um, I think it to me feels better seeing Kevin and Sammy get this moment together and, uh, and in the biggest way possible. And it elevates the tag titles in a way that they've never been. So many people benefited from this in, a, uh, in contrast to the one-person solution. And I think it's just the, the happiest ending possible. I, I, I disagree with the idea that it should have been Roman and Sammy. And I think them sharing that moment added to it so much. We, we saw history here. The first man of Syrian descent to headline a pay-per-view. We saw the first tag team title match to ever headline, uh, or, uh, or not a pay-per-view, but headline WrestleMania. First time the tag titles have, have main evented. That's, that's very cool. Joseph Correy, uh, we're about to wrap it up. Uh, it says, joining late, but wanted to say, hey, SRS and Will, you all are the realist. Night one stood and delivered. Pump for Cody tomorrow. And Broadway Joe says, Sammy said, this was your choice, Ooze, according to Twitter. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's good. That's cool. And it was. Well, guys, check, check out FightfulSelect.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Tomorrow morning, I will have uh, some more news. I'll have uh, at least part of the early rundown that we have heard about um of course we'll have the finalized rundown producers uh, all kinds of cool notes on fightfulselect.com 
We are breaking more wrestling news than anybody else at an accuracy that, that is unmatched. And we got a lot of great shows there for you. Will Washington hosts a couple of them. Grapsity and Day After Dynamite. Tell them where they can follow you, Will. You can follow me, William RBR. I'm on Twitter. I literally just passed 17,000 subscribers on Twitter. Uh, and that's a milestone yeah. I didn't think I was ever going to hit. And so <laughs> thank you all. Uh, but please follow me on Twitter. That's that's where I'm at, and that's what I do. Uh, and please check out Grapsity Day After Dynamite. I have so much fun doing those shows. Day After Dynamite is definitely a, a pain in the butt to put together because I have to find <laughs> different guests every week. But I also love talking with different people every single week. And uh, I'm going to keep doing that as long as I keep finding different people. Guys, thank you all so much. You guys know that I, I'm not big into marathon shows. Maybe tomorrow night will be shorter, but... There were a lot to get through this week. I mean, me and Will hadn't even talked about our, our mania week in general, but thank you guys so much. We're right back here tomorrow night. And over on Fightful Select, I, I bet they're probably still going. Let's look. Wow. We went longer than Alex and Kate, those slackers. That's right. We 25 minutes longer than those jobbers. Man, you hate to see it. But you got another show. If you want more WrestleMania coverage... Alex and Kate over on Sour Graps did two hours of it. Uh, there's all kinds of great coverage over there. Until next time, I want to thank our moderator, Luis, for doing a kick-ass job. I want to thank Denise Salcedo for tuning in. Me and Will Washington back here tomorrow. Until next time, we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.